What's up, Benchwarmers? Episode 54 of the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's going to be a jam-packed football episode because we are about ready to get started for the regular season. But for now, we talk a lot about the preseason week two. We talk about some fantasy football. No factor cap or how it should have sounded this week, but we tell you who you should be going after in your fantasy leagues. And we also talk some uh, PLL, MLB in our segments and a ton of sports to get to. It's a jam-packed episode. You guys are going to really enjoy it. Bless you, Boomer. Boomer's made his quite a few appearances on this episode. You guys are going to enjoy. Uh, be sure to follow us on our social medias at Pod. New episodes come out Wednesdays. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting platforms. They will be released now at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, it is our new time that they're being released during the day. But be sure to follow us there. Leave a five-star rating and a review. And subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see all the clips. And uh, enjoy our beautiful faces while we're talking about some sports. But Nico... We, we said we'd talk about PLL. Are we getting our house-divided matchup? No, my team choked to make goalies. Well, now it's a good thing because the bench warmers don't have to decide between God, the water dogs I guess we're at Dogs Podcast. Roll Dog, Dogs. Dogs Podcast. Roll Dogs. Bust my line, a couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie, being fired by the Bench warmers, I'm super excited for this center of attention because as most of the, you listening know, I'm a huge football fan. Nico's the basketball guy. He likes football too. Hey, I'm a football guy too. He likes football too, but I, I live and breathe. Like I'll watch Division Three football. I'll watch I watch the CFL sometimes because I didn't want to watch the mid middle of the NBA playoffs. Um, but week zero is coming up. But not only week zero, the start of Division Two, Division Three football, I believe, is either uh, that week zero for D1 or even earlier than that. And this year, I'm actually going to be a columnist for D2Football.com, and they'll be cross-promoting a lot of our stuff. I'll be writing for them once a week, and I'm covering the RMAC. For those of you that know, I went to Western Colorado. Uh, we are in the RMAC, winning this program in RMAC history, by the way, 19 conference titles in program history. My dad was a part of three of them. I was a part of zero of them. Uh, hey, it doesn't matter. At least you're a part of part of the yeah. you still say you're part of it i could be like courts and run out of fingers for championship rings but then where would where would the humility be in life and where would the room for the merit the wedding ring has to yeah, exactly uh but uh, we're i'm gonna go through we're gonna go through the top 10 preseason poll for the rmac it'll be kind of quick because nico doesn't know a ton about these schools but i wanted to uh this will be the blog the column that i'll be writing for them my first one will be thursday that'll be the preseason one but this will kind of be a good intro to that. So preseason number one, Colorado School of Mines. We've had a lot of friends go there. We just spent a ton of time with pretty much their whole football team at Gabe's wedding. Uh, they have not lost a regular season game in two years. Yeah, that, that's. I think that's an easy team to put number one. <laughs> and they've been dominant ever since. That coach came in in 2014, and I don't think they finished with less than eight wins in a season. Uh, number two preseason poll, CSU Pueblo, another team that we've had a lot of our former teammates uh, go to. They're the most recent national champion in the RMAC when they won in 2014. Uh, and since they come back, Riston's pretty much had them as the powerhouse. Yeah, no that, was, that was a school that I 
had had some. We had a lot of friends go too as well. That we went to the I, camp too. Yeah, I was very very because I have my grandma lives up there or down there in Pueblo. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm a little surprised that they're number number one. But if mine's hasn't lost regular season game in two years, yeah. it makes sense. It's really that's what it comes down to is the head to head matchups. I'll say there's only three teams that got number one votes in the RMAC preseason poll. It was mine's Pueblo and some numbnuts that I don't think should be voting anymore voted for Adam State. Adam State hasn't won more than six games and I think. 15 years, but that's uh, just a personal beef. Uh, number three for the preseason, this was interesting. Shadron State, which is a, city, a school out in Shadron, Nebraska. It is the smallest city population-wise in the RMAC. Now, I know you thought it was Gunnison, but it's actually Shadron. But they're also famous. They've had Don Beebe and Danny Woodhead. If you ever want to make yourself feel good, like there's some certain highlight tapes that you can go to. You like uh, who's the new kid that just got drafted to the Lakers? Um, oh, uh, uh, McClung. Mac McClung. Yeah, yeah, McClung. There's the McClungs. There's the Zion highlights, and then Danny Woodhead at Shadron is pretty pretty def- difficult to. Beat. I didn't know Danny Woodhead went there. That's it. I don't know who Don BB is, but I know who he, Danny Woodhead he was, is. He was on the four uh, Buffalo Bill teams that went to the Super Bowl and lost, and then he was also on the Packers team that won. Oh, okay. So okay. he yeah, did win one, but that's yeah. fair. Okay. Uh, next is Colorado Mesa couple guys that went there they're out in in grand junction my alma mater western colorado comes in at number five right in the middle of the pack it's it's not just a bad like place the Bengals, you hope well <laughs> just yeah. like the Bengals, you no, hope the Bengals, right in the middle of the pack. I, I think that the Bengals are going to be a little bit different but at western I, they'll have a bounce back here they're not going to look as bad as they did in that game they had last season uh, a lot of my class actually didn't go to school they took their gap year last year with covid so they got a lot of fifth year guys coming back that are actually quote-unquote six-year guys and then uh, the last one that I really wanted to talk about and this is just a funny story that I like to bring up Adam State they basically their recruiters came into high school like it was American Pie like well we'll tell you which girls you know you can go after which girls are the easiest I was like not really interested in that especially coming from you I'd rather just learn football from you Uh, but we lined up we didn't line up we got into film it was my redshirt freshman year so I'm coming in as an 18 year old wide-eyed kid never played it down in college football and we turn on the film and they go, this is their middle linebacker. He was at CU. He just got out of prison for attempted manslaughter with a brick. And uh, he's a freshman. He's 27. So you guys will have to block him. Don't, don't, don't do anything extra to him. Like, just That's, get in and get that out. That sounds a little bit extra. I don't want to mess in that D2 football. Yeah. No, it, I wasn't going to risk anything for that. But uh, you'll, if you want to see the rest of the top 10 and what I think about those other teams, check out my column on D2football.com. But for now, let's get into the episode. What is up, bench warmers? Welcome back to another episode of the Far End of the Bench, episode number 54. So we're either, depending on what you want to call it, the Brian Erlacher episode, the John Cena episode. If you know about his football career, that's oh, that's why shit, all of his jerseys were 54. He was a center, by the way. Oh, uh, I yeah. probably could have guessed that. At a D3 college, uh, and the summer of Cena just came to an end in the WWE, but... Uh, uh, it, it could be that episode, I guess, if you want to talk also, about also it. Also, one year, or now it's been one year because we had this episode last year as well, but Kobe's birthday this week and yep. 824, so I'm rocking the Kobe mama jersey. There you go. Uh, crazy to think now it's been a year and a half since he's been gone, which is just absolutely nuts to me, but uh-huh. still a cool day to cool week to watch all of his old highlights and see all the different things. Yeah, and uh, we're not going to have any... Um, basketball games on 824 but that was one of the cooler last year with Lucas game year, winner yeah. and oh my god and they were they were still doing the run out the shot clock and the possession clock too right yep. for yeah because it was still a year past but 
no that that's crazy crazy to think how much like for 54 episodes how much big things how many big things we've had to cover we've had kobe bryant we've had like we said two two stanley cup champions two nba final one champions super bowl, a super bowl a national f- champion yeah t- two na- march madness march madness i mean we've had two masters we've had oh world series world series you know, we, we always Oops. forget about that and, and an olympics so yeah i would say that with the vacation we took a couple weeks ago, ago was warranted but uh, i'm gonna call this a john cena episode just since we talked about d2 football in the center of attention we'll we'll roll with that theme um but no i think you know it's been a fun fun ride so far and then season two i just uh, i'll come out and say it now i bought a new editing computer we're coming at year two hot i hope you guys enjoyed the interview with scott the huff i i listened to it twice that's how much i enjoyed it i didn't realize we talked to him for an hour and a half yeah it didn't feel like an hour and a half at all hopefully he liked us we enjoyed having him on and hopefully you all enjoyed it but i feel like we asked him for an hour he gave us an hour and a half I feel like we were it wasn't like he wasn't enjoying himself he was no, having was, some fun yeah, talking it was, it was with definitely us. a great time with scott i would 100 percent go check out his new episodes and the one that we just we did last week with him yeah his interview with us and then his, if you like just random nonsense he talked about it on uh when he was on with us but he's like i i sent out a question to my fans and i think this week was uh, you know your old win and he's going to make something funny out of that. But we also talked about uh, he had his fingers in Terrell Davis's mouth. Now many people can make that claim, I don't think. Um, but no, and now, now we get to talk about we got college football starting next week. We won't talk too much about that. We'll break down the preseason that was in the NFL because we only got one more week and then real football starts on September 2nd. And speaking of real football starting, my ninth graders will be suiting up for game one versus Bear Creek at Willow Creek Park this Saturday. So I'm super pumped for that. That should be a lot of fun. I love watching um, Little League football. Little, like, I've been watching a Little League World Series too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't watch baseball very often, but Little League World Series is always so much fun to watch because the kids play with so much passion. Yeah. And there's always something about that. There was a, I was watching the Louisiana-South Dakota game the other day, and Louisiana has the shortest and tallest kid in the tournament. There's a 4 kid and a six foot kid i don't know how you get six foot at 12 years old i might have to wonder about where his birth certificate's coming from uh but anyways you want to start off let's start off with the preseason week two and we'll talk about we'll mention all of the games all of the scores but we'll talk about more more so than other some more so than others but uh let's go in order in how the games happen the eagles suck yeah, well, they, they are. The Eagles are just bad now. I don't. Dude, they're putting a lot of faith into Jalen Hurts, and I feel bad for him because he he's play. getting thrown he, into the wolves. He didn't play this past. I week. know, but like he's getting thrown to the wolves. This team is not very, very good all around them. No. And Jalen Hurts, a poor guy. There was rumors they're trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. There was rumors that all these things over Jalen Hurts' head, and the guy has done nothing but wherever he goes is win. Mm. And. Now he's in a he's in a an, I would believe the worst fo- sports city in America, and and the, in a town that is unforgiving. Jalen Hurts is going to be out of a job there very soon because Eagles fans aren't going to be able to deal with him. And what a great guy Jalen Hurts is! I feel bad for him. I hope he gets another opportunity somewhere else because Philadelphia is just going to ruin him. He's a guy that you root for with the way that he handled his situation. I mean, getting benched. Being a starter, 20-2, and two, I think, is when he got benched for Tua in the second half of the national championship game. Then for Tua to go on and win that game, like it looked it looked like Georgia was going to run away with a national title. And then we all know the Devontae Smith throw in overtime. And then have him beat you out the next year, and you stick around when everybody, 
Like that was the year Kelly Bryant transferred was the year that Jalen Hurts stuck at Alabama. And then he goes off to Oklahoma for his graduate transfer. Like he's done everything the right way. And no, the Eagles are not doing him any favors. Last year, finishing the season, shaving points pretty much, and just deciding that I don't want to win an NFL game and Doug Peterson and the way that was handled. And now this season, I don't, especially if you have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts that's young, that doesn't have a ton of experience, why is he not playing in, in the preseason? Why is Joe Burrow not playing in the preseason? Baker Mayfield. Sam Darnold was one that freaking blew my mind that he's that not too. playing in the preseason. I don't get at all why why teams, unless you have a quarterback that is – I would put the cutoff at 28 years or older. Mm. If you don't have a quarterback, a starting quarterback that's your starter, that's 28 years of older. Actually, I'll go 25 because Josh Allen is at that 25 yeah. range. I don't think he should be playing or Pat Mahomes should be playing the preseason. He but looked 20, like crap when he played. It's true, yeah. yeah. So 25 years and older, then you should not be ha- – and he's a for sure starter, a top 10 quarterback in this league. You should not be playing him. Like there's, there's a reason why these preseason games mean a little bit. Look, the score is – it's a crapshoot trying to bet on it. But when you look at the scores, it shouldn't really matter. It's more about how did the first team do versus the second team? How did the second team do? What guys are can move elsewhere? Because guys who play the corner position, my receiver position, there are spots on, on kickoff, kick return that they're, they're fighting for. Mm-hmm. And quarterbacks, there should be no difference because – Unless your name is Tom fucking Brady you're and Patrick Mahomes, you, you should be at least getting a single rep in preseason. Well, the look at the team that the Eagles played. It's, they played Cam Newton, Mac Jones, because they're in a quarterback battle. Nobody really knows what's going to happen Both there. Both of them balled out, too. Both of them looked very good. But the Patriots, as a whole, normally play all their guys during the preseason. They get their guys ready. I think you can look at... Another team that we'll talk about later too, but Baltimore, they always play their guys. They always have their guys ready. And there's a correlation as to who plays their starters and gets them actually prepared for live competition week one and who doesn't and and how that the team season normally goes. I really think that the Eagles, their problems, it's how they're treating Jalen Hurts, but also the guy that they hired as their head coach, Nick Sirianni. I don't know who he bribed into giving him the job, but – he is a stammering, blabbering idiot. He's not qualified to be a head coach. I, I'm going to say pump the brakes because it's preseason. This team could because his division is still ass. Has he done anything, though, the, to give you, the, like... The, it's been two weeks of preseason. This division is ass. If it, but it, uh, it's not just the two weeks of preseason. It's his, it's his Zoom rock, paper, scissors yeah, that is I, under my skin. I can tell how competitive you are by how competitive you are over Zoom. Uh, okay, but... I'll, I'll I'll compare this. This is Dan Campbell, but in a different form. Everybody praises Dan Campbell for his fucking ten cups of coffee yeah, a day, yeah. but by the same time, a guy trying to figure out character. Dan Campbell does the same bullshit, but everyone's like, "Man, the Lions are going to look good this year because exactly. of Dan Campbell." Well, the difference between how Dan Dan Campbell rates competitiveness. He rates it as to how many punches did you throw in the team brawl. And there is going to be a team brawl. I'm scared. Honestly, I'll I'll come out and say it. I'm scared of Dan Campbell. That's why I was giving him so much praise because that dude will fight anybody on site. And he's got enough caffeine that I don't know what he's going to do. I got to hope that his heart's going to stop. That's the only way that I'm going to beat him in a fight. But no, I might be being a little bit rough on Sirianni, but I'm not being any tougher on him than the Philadelphia media is going to be. Oh, Philadelphia is going to be Week a lot two, worse. Yeah. They're going to be... Owen to get the shit kicked out of him. Jalen Hurts might get his head knocked off because their offensive line is not what it used to be. And we're going to be seeing Nick Siri, like he's going to be 
on the hot seat by week two. That's my prediction. Just because of the market that he's in. Just because of that market. Now, just because of the market, I would remember say Doug yes, Peterson yes, that remember, year that yeah. they won the Super Bowl. Doug Peterson was on the hot seat by week four. Yeah, they were four, they were three and one. I, I understand that. I I would like to think that management is 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 a little bit smarter than that to think that in their minds he's on the hot seat, but to the fans' minds they won't hold anything back. I won't deny that. No. Um, Moving on to the, or New England won that game thirty five nothing. Like we said, the Eagles are not good. Not a good well, by the team. way, New England was the underdog. I won money on that, so I I hate betting. I don't know how games. they were the underdog. <laughs> I don't know either. That but. doesn't make any sense. But hey, I don't. I'm not a bookie. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, the next game, the Bengals. I don't think that they're ever going to get over the hump under Zach Taylor. I think that there's. I I know that you think I'm overreacting. I know it's preseason. I'm not for the. For Zach Zach Taylor, I'm not just looking at the preseason. I'm looking at the last two years that he's been the head coach, mainly going back to last year. The Bengals are one of the only teams that you can pretty much guarantee they're going to have a tie on their record. They're <laughs> they're gonna is they're there, is going there a betting to line for that? I could take. I think probably if they did, the odds would be minus 120 because the boogies are like, no, this is going to happen. And it comes down to they don't ever play to win. They play just to be there, hang around. If we win, we win. But if not, who cares? And I think that's his decision. The decision to not play Joe Burrow right now is falling under that umbrella. Like, he'll be okay. No, you got to get him. He's got to get on the field and get some live competition. Week one, he's going to be a scared chicken because he's never played on his leg. And he's got an offensive line that's going to make him run around like a chicken with his head cut off. That's another issue. That's a total other issue. Um, But I look at a guy like a Vrabel or a guy who can come in and establish a culture. Look at what the New York Jets are looking like right now. All it took That's was so a, weird to all say. All it took was a head coach, like a head coach that established a culture. They look like a football team. I know, like a, like a, and it's weird. They do a but football team. They, they look st- like one. They may still suck on paper, yeah. but they'll be. They have a direction. And I don't see the Bengals having a direction under Zach Taylor. The, the problem you're running into, though, with Zach Taylor thing is, I think the Bengals are trying to figure that out too. Is what they should have done is when you when you have the number one overall pick and your team is more than likely drafting a quarterback, bring in a new head coach. Because when you change court, or not even not even head coaches, but offense coordinators every season for a young quarterback, that's a nightmare. Mm. That is a nightmare in general. That's what Drew Locke's running into right now in Denver. Like you when you I mean Drew Locke is not on Joe Burrow's level at all. But two, three years from now, Joe Burrow, we could be talking about like, oh, He's had three or two head coaches and five different offense coordinators. You know what that's going to mean? More non-playoffs being the seller division. That's consistency is what helps teams get there. If you have if you lose coordinators because they get head coaching jobs, that means the guys you're bringing in behind them are their understudies, yeah. and that will be good things. But I'm not looking at anyone on the Bengals coaching staff and saying any of these guys are getting head coaching jobs. No, and that's the other thing. I think that's why I'm quick to pull the trigger on getting rid of Zach Taylor too because I had to sit through 17 years of Marvin Lewis where we saw Mike Zimmer be the defense. He was the defense coordinator forever. He left for a job in, uh, in Minnesota and they were good for a while. They're not good anymore, but they were good for a while. Uh, Jay Gruden even went to Washington instead of taking over as the head coach. We sat on a guy that wasn't going to get us there for too long. I don't want to sit on another guy that's not going to get us there for too long. And I think I can, pretty confidently say right now that the Bengals don't have their guy on the sidelines. Any of them. I don't think that any of their coordinators are in the right place. I think the only coach that I'm happy with is their offensive line coach. And he's got 
He's trying he's to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. <laughs> he's got a lot to do with that with that offensive line. Uh, but I and in other other news about this game, Taylor Heineke started nine for nine, so I think he might end up being the backup quarterback for Washington. I think he more than deserves it. Mm-hmm. I think what he did last year. Um, in the playoffs, more than deserves a spot on this team. Yeah, it's he, still Fitzpatrick's team. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, Fitzpatrick was seven to thirteen for ninety six yards. They have their starter and their backup, and they got the first win in the NFC East for the season. They won seventeen fourteen over the Bengals, um, and that that was the second game. The next game that we can talk about, we mentioned Pat Mahomes didn't look great, but if I'm a Chiefs fan, I don't really care because no, their backups don't. balled out. You don't care yeah. at all. Like, it really doesn't matter. Like, if you're a Chiefs fan, you don't care about preseason football. If you are a contending team, met, look, the Broncos, when we had Peyton, I think we won, in five years, I think we won two preseason games. How many did he really play in? Too? I don't think he played like, in that many, but, but I'm just saying, in general, yeah. if you're a contending team, that really doesn't mean anything. You want to see possibly the younger guys get some reps. That's that's where you're, you're, you're more looking at your team like, oh, this is the young guy we drafted. How does he look? Mm-hmm. I could care less about what score happens, what our defense in general looks like. I'm looking at singular players and being like, man, this guy looked really well. This guy looked good in this scheme. That's what you do when you're a contending team in the preseason. And it just shows you the kind of depth that you have because not only – it wasn't just Chad Henney. Sean Shane Bukalele, Bukio, I don't know. I don't know how you say it. He threw for 115 yards and a touchdown, and they still beat – the Arizona Cardinals, the Cardinals are not a pushover. I don't think that the – I think the Cardinals don't have a right head coach either. I think that that Mimbo is going to hold them back. But uh, they still were able to beat a team that's very talented. So I I really don't – you know, the Broncos fans well, can look at, oh, we won 30-3 and you guys won 17-14. Seven, no, I, I guarantee you not doesn't Broncos equate. country yeah. is not thinking about that. Don't it doesn't, worry. It doesn't equate. Uh, but they, Kansas City did win 17-10. Uh, and then Mitchell Trubisky, talk about the, that know. was a revenge game if I've ever yeah. seen one. Oh my gosh! Look, all all I heard last week was like, oh my god, Justin Fields was this god in pre in the first preseason he's, game. He, he's he played the man. into it too. He, did you see his quote? He's like, oh, the game really isn't that much faster. Oh, did it speed up though, buddy? Oh, oh, oh. it sped up, buddy, didn't oh. it? It sped up. Yeah. That train wreck you got with your the helmet popped off. Your Andre Smith, headband. yeah, Andre Smith Welcome is a guy the guy NFL, who hit him. buddy. Oh my god, you gosh. might have to buckle your chin strap. Not playing in college anymore. It's like where my. I saw it, and I wish I don't know how to make gifts, but I would have had the hit, and then I would have just gone to Toto or Dorothy and Toto. Like, we're not in Columbus anymore. Oh, this is a little bit different. Yeah. I don't. First of all, I will also say, don't put your first round quarterback behind a shit old line. That's another thing. That's all they got, though. I mean, that's true. That's all they have. But I would not recommend doing that at all. But for shout out Mitch Trubisky, he's not going to be a starter. He's not going to see the field ever. But you know, this that's is, a solid backup quarterback. Yeah, like like if Josh Allen ever goes down, Trubisky is a guy. Wow, I can't believe I'm saying this. Trubisky is a guy where he, he could pull off a win possibly. If if you have the right play calling around him, if you have the right coach, like everybody does well under Andy Reid. Especially quarterback wise, that makes sense. And Eric Bieniemy, and now he also gets to learn. It's weird to say because they're not that they're not that much different age wise. They actually they're same draft, but you're going to learn behind a guy like Josh Allen. You're going to learn what he did. And if that offense that they run in Buffalo, it's not Andy Reid. I screwed that up. But you got him, Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. You got him under a good coach, and now he's going to be able to see what Josh Allen did and how he progressed. In a couple of years, I could see Mitch Trubisky being a very hot 
free agent commodity. He reminds me right now. He's reminding me of Jimmy Garoppolo. In my opinion, right now, all he is 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 a backup quarterback that is looking for an injury to looking an opening. He's in the he, he's in the Tyrod Taylor and Teddy Bridgewater. He, he he's in a spot where he's he he does not gonna be able to show how good he plays. If if the Bills for whatever reason heaven forbid Josh Allen get injured, then you're able to show your worth. But you never know what happens in the National Football League. So things can happen, but until then, Trubisky is not going to see the field. I just think it was hilarious that Bears fans are hyping up Justin Fields so much. And then your old quarterback comes in with a new team and just whoops your ass. 20 of 28, 221 yards and a touchdown. He also won the MVP award. I, I, we mentioned they, that they, when it happened. They created another one for that the, game? No, not that one. Oh, oh, another, he's a, he's yeah. the only MVP award winner at this point. Uh, from the Nickelodeon game, and it's the, funny because he didn't know why he got it, no. and, I, and everyone was like, "There's a reason I, why." He I got listened. It. I listened to his interview on on PMT. That was a pretty good one. He also that's why I'm not doing the normal Mitchell. Don't call me Mitch Trubisky. He's like, I never said don't call me Mitch. My agent said something about I like to be called Mitchell, and the the press ran with it. So, I'm I fell trapped to that. I apologize, but uh, the Bills Bills are pretty damn good. The Bills are peaking. I just, I just think as, a, as, a, as a defensive-minded guy and a guy who loves watching defense, that team is very, very easy to scheme against because they have no. They, you I, neither you or I can name their starting running back. Like I, I have no idea who the starting running back is. I don't, Legit, I'm not like, sure who they it's didn't do be. anything to upgrade. They did nothing. Yeah, that's the only thing. The only the, what they're bet, betting on is Josh Allen having being an MVP. They don't. They didn't upgrade at all. Like that's that's the team that sat on their ass all 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 off season. You could have drafted a running back. There was guys there that were like Javante Williams. I was there for the Bills. Could have took him. They did could've. bring in. They got. They have Zach Moss. They have Devin Singletary from last year. They brought in Burita, who had he was really good under the San Francisco. They run the similar offensive scheme. I don't think that they got a ton better running the ball, but. They're still so solid everywhere else. They, like, they because, can smother yeah, you defensively. They have a and, great defense, yeah. and, and their passing game is unreal. But at the same time... They're going to have a home playoff game. Yeah, at the same, but, but in my opinion, at the same time, your defense is going to be on the field a lot if you don't have a decent it running game, be, yeah. right? Like, if your defense is going to be on... And at some point, you have to have some sort of running game. And if, if they're relying on Zach Moss, I think is his name, right? Zach Moss to be the guy to carry the ball 30 times a game. I don't think they see that from him. So that's where I'm a little bit skeptical. I still think they win the division. Don't get me wrong. But I, I mean, I, you still think, I think they're still a top two, two, two seed in the AFC. I think they're top three. I don't know about top two. I think I would argue and put, put Tennessee there. Yeah. That's the only, that's the only, maybe, or honestly, even Cleveland or Baltimore. Baltimore, Got cooked by them, but Baltimore did get a lot better. Yeah, I it, for that for the Bills, they all they always have the X factor that if they have home playoff games or home games in late in the season, it's a bitch to play in Western New York in October and November and, and beyond. That we that's why they won the playoff game because it started to get windy. We all know Lamar Jackson can't throw in the wind, and they have the speed to be able to bottle them up. Uh, they want they beat the Bears forty five fifteen. So. Uh, yeah, Matt Nagy is not a genius. By the way, I was looking this up. Mitch Trubisky has had a decent career so far. Made it to the playoffs in year one. He didn't do great the next couple seasons, but when they inserted him last year, he got him back into the playoffs. All I'm saying is everything went downhill when they lost their D coordinator. 
Yeah. Vic Fangio. I, I know I'm biased for saying that. Vic Fangio may not be a good head coach, but he's a damn good defense coordinator. There's a reason why the Broncos, people want to come play for the Broncos on the defensive side of football because Fangio is that respected. And once they lost him, Mack was injury, injury prone and their defense, Eddie Jackson was not the same. Like Their defense just went downhill. Mm-hmm. No, they they lost a ton after that year, so might not be all – like we said, Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky is a good backup quarterback right now, and I could see him, depending on how the season goes, if he has to play a few weeks, uh, he should. he's coming up on a contract too because he's still on his rookie deal. They traded him before that, got rid of him before that. Um, but yeah, Next game, the like we said, the Jets do look like a real football team. Uh, my brother no longer has the weirdest betting stipulation on what, how the Jets do. He put his chest hair on the – He's going to put his chest on the line when they play the Broncos. Uh, but there's also the guy on part of my takes, like if they win a Super Bowl with Zach Wilson, I'll be convert to being a Mormon, which that's a lot. Easy. That is, easy that's there. a lot. Let's pump the brakes. But uh, what do you think of Zach Wilson's 123 yards and two touchdowns? He He's – look, there's a reason why rookie quarterbacks look great in preseason. I'm just going to say it out there loud. Teams don't scheme for them. Like there's there's no film on him. There's there's not a whole lot out there. And when you're facing a Packers team who's not playing anybody, they're still shell shocked. Yeah, they're 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 they're, they're not. If you don't want to play, yeah. you don't have to play. Just please don't leave. Yeah. So there's not a whole lot going on. The Jets have a football team that's respectable. Mm-hmm. I don't know how respectable because I still think they are are bottom oh, talent, of the division. Talent wise, they suck. Yeah. Like like they have one guy and the, the, their defense is still ass. Yeah. They have maybe one receiver that they draft. Like, the running back is still Frank fucking Gore. So, like, this team is still fucking cheeks. So, I'm I'm, I'm not – I'm putting this more on that Zach Wilson looked good with the talent that he was facing against. So, I think he has promise, but but it's – like I said, I don't take a whole lot into account with preseason. Not, not just the uh, talent that he's facing. It's also the defensive coordinators aren't running their real scheme. You're basically still seeing college defenses at this point. There's no skies in coverage. There's no crazy zone blitzes. Once they actually, because nobody wants to tip what their scheme is going to be. They're working on their base defenses. Yeah, this is you're seeing yeah. a four three, and they might be running cover four or cover two, but they're not running like cover two spy or like lurking a defensive end out there. You're getting what what you see is what you get. So it's great right now. Get comfortable now because you're never going to see it this yeah, way again. T- teams are scheming right now to work on things for certain players. It's not necessarily, oh, we're playing this team. I mean, it is to a point, but at the same time, we're like, oh, this is a team that we're going to face like similar-wise in week four. So let's work on the base defenses when we see this team mm-hmm. that we're playing later on down the road. Yeah, this is in no way going to be the Packers team that we see in the regular season, especially down the stretch, because, you know, I have it in my head. I think Aaron Rodgers wants to have a last dance type situation. Oh, 100%. So they're going to be there. They're going to be a totally different team once he decides that he's ready to play. Um, The Jets did get the win 23-14, so they're 2-0 in the – in the preseason first time two and oh and anything like forever must be huh i can't even think of the last time um two in a row i think it's the first time they've won two in a row probably like three seasons four seasons yeah some oh, no, cool. they, they won two in a row last season but it was the only two games that they won oh that's right yeah because yeah, right. it was back to back tanky for trevor fucked up real quickly oops, <laughs> oops we, we won oh crap we won again dang it um they the 
they're whatever. I don't think that the Jets are going to be Jets are, relevant towards the end Jets of the season. Jets are going to be another top 10 pick. They won't be top two, but they'll be top 10. You'll see where we think they're going to finish in the division coming up a little bit later and on YouTube this week. But uh, next game, the Dolphins got a big win over the Falcons. The Falcons, I really hope, I don't think that they're going to judge Arthur Smith based on anything that happens this season record-wise because he is he was given not anything to work with. I mean, he is given stuff to work with, but not to his expertise. And the guy had Derek fucking Henry for five years. And a badass offense. And a badass offensive line. And now you're giving him the weapons he didn't have. You get, you get, he has a playmaker tight end, Kyle Pitts, who is a rookie, could be decent, whatever. You have Calvin Ridley on the outside, who is one of the speed threats that, that, I mean, we all saw what the fucking speed threat John Ross was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he or not John Ross. Who was the guy? John Ross was the guy in Cincinnati. Who was the guy that they had in, in uh, Oakland? Henry Ruggs? No, no, no. No, the guy that, that uh, Tennessee had. Oh, my God. I can't think of his name. He he, he had, like, the fastest, one of the fastest uh, 40-yard dashes. Chris Johnson? No. He was the running back. But... It was one of the receivers. I can't think of his name. But – he, I don't know what he's gonna do with this team because his scheme he has to change completely, and they're total. They're in a rebuild. I know that they have like eleven or ten of eleven starters or something like that as first round picks on offense, but they're rebuilding. They're trying to find how they're gonna get back to the Super Bowl because and, it's and, they're six years removed from being in the Super Bowl. Wow, has it been? No, no, no. It's not been six years. It's been six years since the Broncos won the Super Bowl. This coming up, this Super Bowl will be played in twenty twenty two. And they were in the 2016 Super Bowl because Broncos oh, were 2015. 2015. Shoot, that's right. Wow, time flies. But yeah, that makes sense. I did they not draft Kyle Trask? No, Kyle Trask is oh, in Tampa. Tampa. That's right. They drafted some quarterback though. I thought, and and that, but they got to figure out what they're going to do with Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan is a quarterback that could be still reliable in the league right now. Like yeah. he, he he could be a guy that. Could be on a playoff team still with the right pieces around him, but they have no talent on the defensive side of football. They, they have, didn't have any draft picks to really do too much either. They had like yeah. the bare minimum or maybe even less than that. But uh, I think with with them drafting Kyle Pitts this season, they're probably going to see if Arthur Smith can at least get the guys to play hard because that's Dan Quinn, who's their former head head coach he wasn't getting results record wise but he was still having the guys play hard for him that's how he lasted for so long make sure that the guys are playing for him and they get what he's all about and then next season we can actually start putting a team around you that we think will be something because i think next season they're going to be high enough they're going to draft a quarterback you still have matt ryan to groom him i think that was the plan all along if they did did take one of the quarterbacks this year and move on that way but they didn't they didn't give him anything to work with draft-wise or capital-wise. They basically were like, I know this sucks. Uh, we're going to get rid of Julio Jones. And, For a uh, bag of peanuts. <laughs> and uh, we're going to give you a six foot six alien at tight end. Figure it out. Yeah, you want to figure I it out? No, I don't him. really. Can I go back to Tennessee? They just, You traded Julio to Tennessee? Can I go yeah, I they should have just yeah. Can, can I go back? Like it, I don't. No takesies, backsies. This is it's gonna be tough for him. Like I, this Falcons team, there's not a whole lot to look forward to. If you're a Falcons fan, you want this team to lose. Yeah, because you don't want Matt Ryan to do good. Because that means you're uh, top. You're a 15 overall pick again, or and you're you're in that range. You're like, man, we're not 
bad enough to take a quarterback. Don't Chicago Bears yourself. Yeah, like you're gonna you're gonna cut yourself for the next like ten years if you don't suck suck. Because mm-hmm. if you're a middle of the pack and your defense is just still ass, you're gonna be like you're gonna be sitting in the middle of the pack again. You're like fuck. What do we do now? They're gonna be trading for Mitchell Trubisky. Be like okay, you're the former number two overall pick, something like number two, yeah. something like that. I know you, you know. You haven't really had that much success, but we're going to throw you in the fire again. That's that's what I see Atlanta doing if they do what you're talking about. And they're like, well, we can't really draft a quarterback at our position. Uh, I will, you know, I've been pretty down on the Tua hype train. I will give him the credit because he everything that I said he needed to work on looked a lot better. It was against the Falcons, but he was 16 of 23 for 183 yards and a touchdown. Pete, like, I, I'll talk to you about this all college football season long or an NFL season long. Get to us someone he's familiar with. Jalen Waddle is a guy. I mean, I wish I wish they would have took Devontae Smith. I think that would have been a I lot think better. Devontae Smith wishes he was in Miami and not <laughs> That's true. Philadelphia. But too. Waddle, now he, you have a guy that he's very familiar with, that, that they've had success with. I think it's a dream come true. And now the Dolphins are – they're not expected to win the division. They're expected to compete for a wild card spot like they did last year. And they basically did that until the last few weeks of the year when the, when other teams just stepped up more. So, I don't know. Dolphins could be very, very surprising to you, I think. They have, I think, one of the better head coaches, especially one of the better Bill Belichick disciples in Brian Flores. He's done a great job. He was uh, – when I was doing Gunnison Sports Talk Radio a couple years ago, he was our pick as a show as the guy who got hired into the best situation in Miami coming from from New England. And he has them pointing in the right direction. Like I said, we're doing our – deep dive into the AFC and NFC East. So we'll have our division predictions a little bit later on moving forward in week two of the preseason Carolina and uh, it was Carolina and Baltimore. Baltimore won their 19th straight preseason game. What? That that ties the all time NFL record for most consecutive playoff or preseason wins. What was the all time? What's the all time record? 19. I can't, I, can't remember who they tied. I know if they, because all the people we're talking about this week now is if they win this last preseason game, they set the new all-time record. Um, That's almost like the, the stupidest record I think I've ever seen. That's, I mean, that is very surprising. But holy shit, I'm betting on the Ravens this weekend. I did not know. Why Why was this not common knowledge beforehand? I because think they it's were the un- I know, but they, I would have fucking hammered the fuck out of their money line. Ah, uh, the Packers. It was, uh, I think it might have been the Packers when uh, Brett Favre was there in like yeah, the I 90s. God damn, this should be fucking more knowledge. Because I would have been, uh, I'm going to hammer their money line this weekend. I, I would say either if you think about it, you should really bet the Ravens or really don't, bet, bet, the, the don't bet the Ravens because what if they get the yips? They tied the all-time record. That was the thing with Oakland and Moneyball when they were going on that win streak. Is like, yeah, but now they have history on their side. This is a this is a record that not many teams are going to come close to. Because no one gives a fuck. (laughs) We're almost about to have no preseason games left. So you could possibly go down as the last team to have the most consecutive preseason wins. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to take a hell of a coach to be able to keep them on their toes. That's crazy. I'm going to watch that preseason game now this weekend. It's the only reason why this preseason (laughs) preseason means anything. That's the only thing that matters this whole preseason is because of that game. I'll uh, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but the games on Sunday were terrible. Terrible. (laughs) If I wanted to see Case Keenum 
play Matt, Mike Glennon, I would go back to 2015. Damn, that's... <laughs> that was the quarterback matchup between the Giants and Browns. Oh, God. Not oh, Daniel Jones God. versus Baker Mayfield. It was, oh, gosh. Is it... Because I don't know which quarterbacks for which team. Mike Glennon is that, was oh, I was, I was guess. Well, oh, I was going to guess because I would have fucking Well, you know Case Keenum was on the Browns. I did not know that. He's been the Browns' backup for the last three years since he left Denver. <laughs> I thought he was in fucking New York. No. I, I don't know. No. I, I honestly did not know that. Wow. Because uh, he went to, uh, he went to uh, Washington. Yeah. After us. And got beat out by Alex Smith with one leg and Dwayne Haskins, who was out at the strip club. Yep. Yeah. And then I, I, for, I forgot where he went after that. He got that, picked so up yeah. last year by Cleveland. So he's been – this is his second year out of his – you know, he signs only two-year contract. That's true. <laughs> poor guy. Feel poor. Hey, poor you know guy. he's getting paid. <laughs> Me, kind of. He, 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 had, he had one thing that he can forever talk about in his career, and now he's getting paid. Minneapolis miracle. That's he. He will be forever etched in history for one play. Yeah, and that now was he's also gonna get, now he's getting paid for it. It's funny because that was the most boring game up until that. Like I until just moment, woke yeah. up from a nap and then they were like, "Oh my god, this is a game." What the yeah. fuck? My roommate did not like NFL football at all. He was a football player, but he just played. He's like, I don't really like watching. He's like, "Oh my god, what's what's going on? Does that happen normally?" He's like, "No, you've been playing football for how long? That never happens." Um, but Carolina, I think they might be okay. But outside of Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, DJ Moore maybe. What else? What I don't else know. Do they Carol- got? I hope that and their defense is not, not very good either. Defense is very good. O line is not very good either. Actually, oh no, they drafted the freaking corner. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they drafted that guy either. I don't know what his name was. Uh, the guy from Virginia Tech. Um, but I don't. I don't know. Carolina is going to be. Another top five in the draft. And I feel it, bad for CMC. I hope he's healthy. Feel bad for Sam Darnold too, because this was his way of getting out underneath that Jets umbrella who had trashed him. I mean, and- he, he could like they're obviously saying he's the starter. It's like yeah. he's the he's the guy. He's never been told he's the guy. I mean, the Jets kind of did that, but at the same time, they were like, man, this guy kind of fucking sucks. And being in New York, now he's in Carolina. He could flourish. Who knows? Could be a Trubisky type thing when he actually plays real games. It could be, but. Uh- when I look at their other quarterbacks that they have in the room right now, Will Greer and PJ Walker, the two others that played, I could see both those guys at parts of the season being better than Sam Darnold. Or if you, if the Panthers fans in organization, cause that was, they were just recently purchased. They got to start doing something to make some money back on their investment. All you got to do to, to bring some revenue in is make sure 22 is on the field. Cause, cause that's worth Stay the healthy. price. That's the worth the price of admission yeah. because half the fucking people in the stadium have him on his fantasy football team. <laughs> like, like there's <laughs> look, there's a reason why everyone's going to watch Panthers games because of run CMC. Yeah. And he'll so, be on red zone more. Yeah, no. Make sure all he stays you, healthy. That's all you gotta do is make sure he's healthy and that you run, give him the ball. Because as the starting quarterback for the Panthers, doesn't matter who it is. All you gotta do is make sure run, Christian McCaffrey gets the ball in some way, whether it be in the passing game or the running game, and you can keep your job. <laughs> like it's really that simple. Teddy Bridgewater did that at times, and that's why he has a fucking job right now. Like. Cam Newton when they had CMC they were fuck he was deadly like just make sure Chris McCaffrey is doing something and this Carolina Panthers team will be halfway competitive and be close to 500 yeah the only bad part about using him in that way is then it's going to be even more difficult to keep him healthy just because he's going to have the ball in his hands so much it's going to be a lot of wear and tear and he's not going to be playing in the preseason so 
Well, we'll see. Hopefully, I mean that's hopefully he, he's decent in, in the and in, in during the regular season because I know you you and I both love watching him play football. Being that he lived here, is from here, played high school football here. Like, thank God we were a year behind him or two yeah. years behind him because I wouldn't have wanted to play him in little league, and I ended up playing against him in in high school at Heritage, which was not fun. No. Not fun at all. Yeah, playing against his brothers is no fun. I wouldn't imagine playing against him. <laughs> he uh, he was a wedge buster on kickoff, and he hit a, our kick returner, and he hit him at the 15, and his helmet landed out of the back of the end zone. He absolutely leveled him. He was a he was a beast in high school. That's another person. If you wanted to go watch his high school highlights, it's basically toss the ball to Christian and have him run past him. Go everybody. watch his fucking Little League highlights. Yeah. His Little League highlights are even worse. It's just like, oh. It's like, oh, there goes Christian again going fucking 50 yards. We got to stop yeah. giving him the ball, guys. Uh, next game, Steelers and Lions. The Steelers remain perfect. Shout out Kendrick, our, uh, another guy that you can go back and listen to his interview with us. Uh, he's playing really well. That's the one thing. He's going to be the starting center, yeah. Yeah. he. I think that he's played great. Is a little bit, you know, he talked about it. He's got to get used to the speed of the game. There's been a couple plays where he's trying to go get a linebacker. And I think the first one, it was Leighton Vander Esch, who was just a speed demon and ran right over the top of him. And you can kind of see Kendrick like, that was my guy. Oh, shit. Um, okay. But he's getting it. He's He seems like he's getting it. He seems like he's enjoying himself, which is a big thing, too. And the Steelers... They might end up doing the same thing as they did last year, depending on what their schedule strength is like. But I think they have a little bit of a tougher schedule this year. But the Steelers could sort of surprise some people. That's Talk a, about that's a captain team. check down, yeah, Big Ben. That's all. That's all he has to do. He yeah. doesn't have to do a lot because it's because they got him fucking weapons. They yeah. have weapons. Najee, Najee uh, uh, Harris is going to be a fucking stud. I'm Juju, sure we're going to talk about him when we get to our fantasy football. Yeah, Juju today. is going to be a stud. Like there's Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. This team has weapons. TJ Watt on defense. They lost Bud Dupree, but you still got TJ Watt. You still got Minka Fitzpatrick. See, this could be a team that you're like, holy fuck, here they are again making the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I think that they'll definitely be in the conversation. I don't know if they win the division because that division is turned into stacked, a shark yeah. tank on top. On top. Top, and then yeah, you know, top. And then, then you're little the nurse sharks down here. Like, can we get <laughs> nurse sharks? You mean nurse shark? One? The only one. <laughs> can we get one? You know, something. But uh, <laughs> um, the Lions, they scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. So I, I don't know who the fuck that was playing though. The Lions are going to be so bad. Like I, I think this team is going to be terrible. I feel bad for Jared Goff. Like I said last week, the dude had talent in LA. Now he has zero talent. Like, like. There's the only receiver the Lions had last year was Kenny Galladay. He's fucking gone. So th- this team is. Ugh. If he gets benched for David Blau, that might be rock bottom for. <laughs> that is uh, yeah for, for number one pick yeah. yeah. Um, the Steelers won twenty six twenty. The next game, the Titans, they made another statement. Uh, Matt Barkley threw two touchdowns. I thought I was I watching heard that name in a long time. I thought I was watching football back in twenty eleven. Holy shit! I was like, oh, the Trojans are on. Wait a second, Matt Barkley's a Titan. He's a Titan. Wow, I did not know he was there. Uh, but Kyle Trask also followed up his bowl game performance with another two interception night. He had like 120 yards, but he's. I'm going to stick by my take on him. He's not going to be a very good quarterback in the NFL, at least not for a little bit. Well, I mean, he has he has people in front of him. For now, yeah. I like Honestly, he might not. He's going to make the team because he's a a draft pick, like a practice squad guy. I don't think that he's going to be in Tampa for long. It he, like. I think he's the guy that I think everyone's doubting, and I think that's why Tampa picked him 
because yeah. they know he's not going to play. He has he's another four years where he's not going to fucking see the field. He's a guy that, you know, just breed under Tom Brady. And I think all Tampa's hoping is that he turns into Jimmy Garoppolo and you can dump him off for a third or fifth round pick for a team that's desperate. Is Robert? Oh, no, that's Ryan Griffin. I saw R. Griffin on the Tampa Bay stat line. I was like, RG3 is not oh, no. a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Uh, I had a little. He's still in Baltimore, isn't he? I think he's not even on a team right now. I think he's going to oh. be an analyst for Fox, but oh. I was hearing something. He worked into his analyst contract that if he gets called by a team, they'll let him go and play oh, well, that's the rest of the season. I, I don't know. He's a strange, strange story. Um, but Tennessee won 34-3. And this is, I mean, Tennessee's gonna be good. Yeah, Tennessee's gonna be very, very, very good. They're gonna be a problem. Rabel, oh, they're gonna be a damn problem. Rabel turned them into a team where they can play their backups and still donkey people. This, That's what they oh, did. This team is scary. Like I legit feel bad for everyone, every team in that division because that division is gonna be fucking steamrolled. Especially if the Colts don't have fucking Carson Wentz. This team. It's going to be Tennessee and then fifty feet of crap and then everybody else. Jacksonville may be fighting for the number two spot. In the division. Honestly, yeah. In like, the division. Like, legit, like, yeah. Houston. Houston will, will, Houston will be fucking the fourth team in the division. That's yeah. the, They'll be the worst team in the league by far. They don't even know how they're winning. Honestly, I don't even know how they beat the Cowboys. If the Cowboys can't beat the Texans, like it's it's, it's preseason. Over. It's preseason. The Gooch, the Gooch threw three picks. They're still worried about whether or not Dak Prescott is going to be able to play. So I think other things are going. No, and problems. the Hard Knocks is showing just how stupid that organization is. Because I was watching, I watched the first episode. I haven't watched two or three because honestly, it bugs. Me. I don't like when the Cowboys are on Hard Knocks. I like when some teams are, but the Cowboys aren't a team that I like watching. But like. Hearing the trainers, and they're so afraid of Jerry Jones that they're on the phone with Jerry Jones. Like, well, we uh, looked at it. We think it's just a muscle strain. And then we also called the the New York Yankees doctor because they deal with a lot of shoulder injuries. And Jerry Tom Jones, John like, stuff, yeah, yeah, he's like takes a second, and you you're kind of thinking like, oh, he's he's about to yell at this guy for take, keeping Dak out of practice. And then like, he, the Jerry Jones remembers you know he's what? on TV. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad that you are talking to guys like that. I think that's why we have you. Why, why we have such a great staff and. and it pains me, honestly, because there's guys on this team I like. I yeah. love Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is a fucking great guy. You like Zeke? I don't really like I, Zeke. I, like Zeke's, Zeke's a funny guy. Damn. Like I, I think I think Zeke's the type of guy that could be very is very entertaining. He's he's done nothing wrong ever besides go to Ohio State, which you fucking hate. So the guy's really done nothing wrong ever besides those two. Like I mean, the guy from CSU, Michael Gallup's there. I like. Uh, I really like watching Michael Parsons play. Michael Parsons is a dog. Yeah, as a former fullback and lineman, Michael Parsons haunts oh our my dreams. God, yeah. Because the guy that's that fast and that strong should not be able to move. They the have way some he does. fun pieces. They just don't know if they're going to put it together or not. They should honestly. Their linebacking core is Lane Vanderesh, Michael Parsons, and Jalen Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think that's his name from Notre Dame. That's a guy I like watching because of the way his career. He was a guy that. Could have sat out his bowl game his senior year, didn't, and had a catastrophic knee injury, like almost Willis McGahey level. Uh, you've seen that one. Where yeah, his, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, it was almost on that level, and he's come back and he plays really well. But they never put anything together, ever. I, you know what? All all I'm saying is, Dallas uh, is oh, in a shit division. By the way, they are leading uh, our Twitter poll. I put out the NFC. We're recording this on Monday night. I put out the NFC East poll this morning, and they had they were winning. When I walked up, yeah, they're still winning. It's because no one knows what you're gonna get from this division. True. No one does. True. Um, 
But like I said, Houston picked up the win 20-14. to 14. Next game, it, it was Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, I like Sam Ellinger. I like Jacob Eason. Eason might be able to be a backup quarterback in the league. Eason may be a starter. So well, for the depending on how I see, I saw something that said Carson Wentz feels confident about being ready for opening week or like week two or three. But Eason, he looks competent. This game was just boring. It, Twelve to ten, and it was one on a last second field goal. This is not a preseason game that I watched, and I'm glad I didn't. Um, and I didn't really have like there's not much good you can say about Sam Ellinger's performance on the field, but he, his his media and the way he speaks. That's why he's a guy that I root for. He's like a Tim Tebow, honestly, because he's such a good guy that I root for him, and he's had shit luck in life. A lot of shit he, luck. He went to Texas and wanted to be the Texas starting quarterback yeah, so his dad could watch back. him play. Well, but it, he, it started where he was like – he grew up with Texas and his dad, and his dad passed before he could go and watch him play. The I'm back and then go 5-4 and four the next season. Not back. Texas not back not at bad. all. And now – having uh, the terrible tragedy with his brother, I believe he committed suicide. He's been able to handle it and he's an XFL quarterback. When the XFL does come back, he will make an XFL franchise very proud, sell a lot of jerseys. Man, that's cold. That's me. He, I I don't think Carson Wentz is the guy. He's I know. Like, but he's Sam Ellinger is not, not going to beat out I know Jacob he's, e. I know Eason. he's not, but I think he could be the back quarterback because I think Carson Wentz is going to get injured if they throw him in the first week with, with the dogs. Could be. So. Could be. Uh, let's get – we'll talk more about this next game a little bit, and then we'll just mention the last couple scores. But the Broncos won 30-3. Teddy B, I think, made up some ground in this quarterback battle, which apparently is still 50-50. Nobody can tell who's coming out on top. Block kind of won week one. Teddy B came back in one week two. But you've got two 27-point victories in preseason. Doesn't everything looks, everything looks like it should. Everything looks like it's running smoothly. I haven't really seen too many holes. This 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 team will be a top three defense, mark my words. And I think their and, offensive line will be much improved from what we saw last year. And all they need is the quarterback to not fuck up. <laughs> Maybe throw the ball way. a little bit deeper than 20 yards every now Let, and then. Let's, let's put it nicely. Don't fuck up. All you got to do is make sure you get KJ Hamler in fucking space, get no fan up the middle, and give Jerry Judy every now and then the fucking long ball. Oh, yeah, and Corlin Sun's also there. This team has talent. Also, Royce Freeman and Javante Williams look like they're going to be a potent combination. And Melvin, Gordon, Melvin Gordon's fucking there, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I don't like him as I don't, much. I don't like Melvin Gordon either because he's a fucking Charger still. So that hurts me. I think. This, but Royce he's a Charger because of the DUI, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Royce, Royce Freeman, and I still think Philip Lindsay should have fucking won the job last year. That still pisses me off. But but Royce Freeman is a guy that the Broncos brought in Mike Boone, and they're like, oh, he's going to be a third guy. Mm-hmm. Royce Freeman still is a dog. There's a reason why we drafted him in the second round Two years ago now it was, mm-hmm. or yeah, two years ago because or three years ago because we three drafted him ago. same year as Phil Lindsay yep. came in. But the guy still has a chance on this team, and Melvin Gordon as as injury prone and as fucked up prone as he is, like why not keep a guy like him around? Because I think this team could still keep four running backs around. Because Mike Boone will still make the team, but might as well have a guy like Royce Freeman who is fast enough could throw him in the slot. If you can get something out of a guy you've had around for that long, this is going to be his fourth year with the team. If maybe he figures it out in year four, you keep him and get some more production out of him. 
that's not a bad thing to have. And running backs, one of those positions that if you have to, I think the Broncos are going to have to run the ball. They're going to be a run first offense. Which I don't think is a bad thing. No, I, I would prefer that. But I mean, that's they're going to need a stable of running backs to make sure that everybody's able to stay healthy. That's that's how. If unless you have a guy like Derrick Henry or Melvin Gordon, not Melvin Gordon, uh, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin that's Cook, what yeah. I was thinking of. Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey a little bit, like. You can have just the one guy in the backfield and be, or a couple guys in the backfield and be just fine. Yeah, there's so much, so many weapons on the outside. Like, like there, this offense has a lot of weapons. It's literally just one position. Like, I, it's pretty important position. It's, it's, it's a really important position. It really is. But this team, like, I know I'm fucking biased when I'm saying this, but you can't tell me this Broncos defense isn't fucking top three worthy. You have guys like Kyle Fuller coming back under the fucking Vic Fangio defense. You have Brad. You have the the one of the be, the best pass rusher from the 2010s, and Von Miller coming back alongside Bradley Chubb, who was off a Pro Bowl season. You have the top Shelby, three safety in the Shelby game. Harris. Shelby Harris. Shelby on Harris. Shelby Harris is a fucking dog in the middle. The and, only uh, hole. They have a couple of the Purcell and yeah, Mike Purcell. Like the only hole this defense has is middle linebacker, yes. and you still have Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson who did play decently enough, which they won't be expected to do a whole lot when your fucking D line is that good. And now you have PS two who can probably he's a fucking cover. dog. He can. He can I, go, he's going to be a top five can, corner of this game. He's one of those rare guys. Patrick Sertan might be able to cover Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, which. You need a guy that can cover the speed, and you need a guy who can cover a tight end in the division you play in. Maybe he can do that. I'm so happy we have him. Like, legit, I I could not be happier with our first-round selection. Look, we could have had Justin Fields, but then we would have been fucking having this conversation, well, who's the quarterback out of the three instead of out of the two? And then you're like— It's already enough of the circus. It's already enough of the circus. Might as well have another stud on the defensive side that's going to be your lockdown corner. He's going to be your Chris Harris, Terrell Revis-type guy that's going to be there for 15 years Mm. and hold down the defense. So— this this Broncos team, I'm hopeful, I sh- like I should be, but on paper, outside of one position, this team is the second best team in the division. Who's winning the quarterback battle for you right now? Because there was a lot of people who swung to the Teddy Bridgewater side after Saturday. I'll just say I ha- I have I have some opinions about that later on. Okay, I'll just I'll, I'll save those because you might have to check them on check them out on YouTube too. Yeah, that's a good tease. I, ha- I have I have some stuff to talk about that later on. Uh, the last two games, Cleveland beat New York. Like I said, it was Mike Glennon versus Case Keenum, 17-13 in that one. Um, and then San Francisco beat uh, – who did the – Trey Lance looked really the good. The Chargers, yeah. No, I think, yeah. you know, Trey Lance, he, he got – that is the perfect situation for him to be drafted in because Kyle Shanahan's smart enough to develop an offense around him. But he's also a guy that can – he knows that he's not going to come in right away and run the West Coast offense, but he can teach him it. He's he's was Kyle Shanahan has Kyle Shanahan developed the West Coast offense footwork for a quarterback out of the shotgun with Matt Ryan in Atlanta. He's transitioned it now to San Francisco where they could decide to run the ball every single play yeah. or throw like it. they did in the NFC Championship yeah. two years ago. And their defense is going to be a lot better than it was last year because they don't have as many injuries and now. Trey Lance in two years is going to fuck up the NFL. Trey Lance with a fucking healthy number 85 yeah. and a healthy number 44 and a fucking dogs like Ayuk on the outside and Godwin. This team. Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. Yeah. Oh, man. Fortnite is going to be deadly two again. Years, two years, Trey Lance is going to be on everybody's radar. He's going to be crossing names off of a list that I think everybody wanted to draft him, but like crossing names off of a list like beat you, beat you, beat you. I mean, uh, he, he was drafted number three. 
So it's you know, it's have, a long and, list of yeah. teams that you're like, oh, he passed on me. Well, <laughs> like, like being the division one, he's the FCS guy. Maybe he can be the Carson Wentz. Everybody said that Carson Wentz was going to be the FCS guy. That that's putting a little too much don't bad you juju put that on evil him. on him. Yeah, don't do that to Trey Lance. All right, uh, before we get into the break, a couple big news items in the NHL. Uh, not too much from anywhere else. We'll talk a little bit of MLB in our segments. But uh, Henrik Lundqvist announced his retirement after 15 seasons in New York. Played 887 games, won 459. He posted 64 career shutouts and had a career goals against average of 2.43 and a save percentage of 91.8. Won team MVP nine times, five-time All-Star, five-time Vesna finalist, won it once, and had a Stanley Cup run where they lost to the LA Kings. Also won a gold medal with Sweden and a silver medal in Sochi. So that is, for a 15-year career, he got as much out of it as he possibly could. Except just for one thing. Yeah. Which which pains me also because he was the guy that the, I was hoping the Avs would have been able to snack. I, because I think Lundqvist, it's unfortunate he had to stop because of his health. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why. But the guy could have played for another five years. No doubt about it. It's unfortunate his, he should be retired in New York. But I would have I would have loved for him to be here in Colorado. Especially when we let Grubauer go. If Lundqvist is available, I would have fucking jumped on that. Because a guy that's cup chasing, a guy that's of his pedigree, that's, that's won on the national or the world stage, now mm-hmm. playing chance to win a good cup i think that would have been a dream come true but it's unfortunate it's a good career though first ballot hall of famer i was gonna say if you thought he was gonna no hall doubt. of famer no he's doubt. already they announced today a day after he announced his retirement he's getting put up in the rafters in msg which is it, it's which is perfect great. It's, yeah. it's great for what he he's the ambassador for Swedish hockey for the last 15 seasons. He's the, him him and Phil Forsberg, or not Phil Forsberg, sorry, Peter, Peter Forsberg. Forsberg. Yeah, it was Forsberg transitioned it to Lundqvist, and then Lundqvist doing all that he did, especially in the market for, for the New York Rangers. It would have been awesome if he could have won in 2012, but didn't work out. He faced another great goalie in Jonathan Quick, who's yeah. a, who's been kind of fall off the face of the earth. But Henrik Lundqvist, it was good on the Rangers that they didn't waste time. And because because another wild thing that I want to relate this to is Dwayne Wade doesn't have his jersey retired in Miami yet. He doesn't. He's, he's been retired for three years, two or three years now. Still doesn't have it up there. Why the fuck do you wait? You know it's gonna go up there. For a guy like that, yeah, especially if your team hasn't had great people like that on it for a long time. And he was a guy that was drafted, developed, put through the system. All their other studs that they've had were people that were were traded for. Yeah, Mark Messier, Wayne Gretzky. The only other guy, like this is the first guy since Brian Leach, who can you you can legitimately say is a Hall of Fame caliber player and the face of your franchise and face of goaltending he was the best goaltender in the world for a few seasons well for not just a few seasons for for a half a decade yeah and everybody knew going up against him was going to be difficult he shut down a lot of great people um but it was an awesome career and uh i don't know if you think he he can't i was gonna he can't play anymore because of his health he said that right yeah i was gonna say the reason why he's done playing is because his health i was gonna say i wish he could have had that one last little ride in the olympics that's what i'm saying one last or actually maybe not because i'm hoping us can win gotta be the the best you gotta beat the best Uh, that's true all right uh and then this actually broke this morning, but uh, Jimmy Hayes, a former Boston Bruin and NHL vet, he passed away Monday. 
they haven't released the circumstances, but everybody was, he was kind of like a journeyman, but a glue guy that held locker rooms together. Uh, and he was also co-hosting a podcast called the Missing Curfew Podcast. He was 31 and he unfortunately passed away this morning. That was a pretty big blow. A lot of people were upset in the NHL community. So He was a great glue guy, a guy that was around for a lot of years for a reason because he was a guy that would do all the dirty work, but still. He was one of the, I hate Boston. I hate the Bruins, but he was a guy that I could at least understand the way that he played. He he was playing the game the way I wanted it to be played, so I could respect him for that. But no, it was a that's a tough situation, and thoughts go out to him and his his wife that he leaves behind and his his two kids. Hopefully, they're going to be taken care of. But uh, we're going to get into the break, and we'll come back. We'll have our segments, and uh, we'll we'll be talking about some fantasy football that's coming up here on the far end of the bench podcast. All right, we're back here on the Far End of the Bench podcast, episode 54 with Jimmy Plato and Nico Bryant. Um, and uh, we, we're we going to get into our predictions. So AFC and NFC East predictions. Yep. Now we previewed it a little bit while we were doing the preseason, um, pre- pre-season stuff, but we'll have the official rankings here now. Yeah, and we did uh, go back and listen to 53, episode 53 for the North, if you're a fan of one of those teams in the AFC, NFC North, and then... Uh, our interview with Scott the Huff is where we talk about the West Division. But now, AFC East, my standings go as follows. Number one, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East. I think we talked about it earlier on in this episode, but I think they're going to be – I think they're a top two seed in the AFC. You think they're a top three seed possibly. But uh, Buffalo is my one. I have Miami, New England, and then the Jets at number four. Um, what do you have for your standings? I have it – Slightly different. I have Bills first. I have Patriots second, actually. Dolphins three. Jets fourth. My reasoning behind the Patriots second, um, I think the the Patriots did a lot this offseason. They got they got Hunter Henry. They got brought in a bunch of defensive guys, too. They did a lot of free agency signings. And I think, honestly, Mac Jones is going to push the hell out of Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton could have one of his better years. I think the Dolphins have a few too many question marks, and I know when it comes to the end of the year – I know Belichick is going to have his team in the contention for the wild card. And for that to be to be like that, they're going to be better than the Dolphins. I think this is still the Bills division. The Jets are still the bottom sellers. But the Dolphins and the Patriots, that's a, that's a battle we're going to see. I, I'm going to give the Patriots a slight edge, though. I said in my notes on this division that the Dolphins and Patriots could be switched depending on who is coached better, who, who gets themselves in better form down the stretch of the season. You can put your faith in a guy who's done it in Bill Belichick like you were doing. I put my faith in a guy, Brian Flores, who I think is getting the team into the right situation. And uh, I think that, you know, it'll kind of come down to who solidifies their quarterback position first because Tua will be your starter in Miami. I think Cam Newton's going to be your starter in New England. At some point, both teams could see a quarterback change. If Tua's not playing great, they can go back to Jacoby Brissett. I don't think that they would. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think that they would, but there's a big – Good possibility Mac Jones at some point surpasses Cam Newton and becomes QB1 in the Patriots organization. And at that point, I don't know, you know, that could be the catalyst for them to go on a run. It could be the catalyst for Miami to take over. Um, any chance that you see the Jets finishing no. higher than four? No. No? They're not better than the Patriots. They're not better than Dolphins. Talent-wise. Talent-wise. Not, they're not even close. No. Like it's not, it's not even a debate that they're close. I don't care how good Zach Wilson is. They're talent-wise. They are fucking terrible. Yeah. I was, I was, like, they, they have a good coach. 
but so do the Patriots. They have a big so left the Dolphins. They have, a, they, they have Mekhi Becton, who's the 6'7", 365-pound guy. Like, like Robert Sala is a good coach, but he's still the fourth-best coach in this division. I, w- I would say for now, yeah. Yes. Cause just because he hasn't been. better. Just Belichick is no doubt better. And Brian Flores right now is still better. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, we have pretty similar ideas on the AFC East. Now, the NFC I put it in here least the NFC least they have one win in the preseason combined as a division that's over my Cincinnati Bengals spelled with one T spelled with one T Um, I have the New York Giants winning the division Washington football team two Dallas three and Philadelphia four I'm very interested to see why you have the Giants number one because I'm not high on the Giants. The Giants were competing to win the division last year. They did win. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. It wasn't a whole lot. I get it. Their defense was really good. I think they did what they could to get better. So they they have the possibility to be a very solid defense, and they could back up an offense that I think will be better because Saquon Barkley will be healthy. Daniel Jones, well, I mean, you got to keep him healthy, but he's going to be back on the field. Daniel Jones is going to have another chance to make his mark and and prove that he's getting better. Daniel Jones hasn't been bad. They just haven't been put in good situations. I think Joe Judge is a good coach. Right now, I'm just, as I see it, I think the defense is good enough, will be good enough that they'll be able to overcome and and the Giants be able to take the division. Okay. I'm gonna go with Washington football team number one because fucking Fitzpatrick always gets his teams in ready to go. Taylor Heineke, you mean? It doesn't matter who it is. This team will win the division. Number two, I'm gonna have the Cowboys because I am not high on Daniel Jones. If if Dak Prescott plays a full season, the Cowboys will be the number two team in this division. Daniel Jones, the, the the I think the Cowboys have too much talent to fucking be fourth in this division, third or fourth division. I think I feel like ta- they've had too much talent to not win a Super Bowl. This but is, this is also true. But with Dak Prescott, if it's Ben DiNucci, this team will be the fourth over fourth best team. But I think the Cowboys could be the number two team in this division. It's not saying a whole lot, but I don't think Daniel Jones is it. I saw some pretty shitty scenarios Daniel Jones was in during the preseason. He did not. Look good at all. He did not look good at all. So I have a Giants at three then. Then I have Philly fourth because Philly is still just going to be that bad. I don't think there's any debate about that. But I think that I think the Cowboys honestly may make a little bit more of a jump. Like I said, Zeke looks a lot more healthier. Zeke Zeke looks he's trimmed down a lot more. Their defense I think could still be very very good. So that's where I'm like the Giants are a bunch of what ifs. The Cowboys the Cowboys and Giants are both a bunch of what ifs. Mm-hmm. And on paper. I'm going to trust Dak Prescott more than I trust Daniel Jones. Because at the end of the day, it's going to come down to which quarterback doesn't fuck up more. And I'm going to put my hands in Dak Prescott more than than Daniel Jones. I think that my X factor for this division and what could change my standings is if Washington's defense is what we think they are, which is three first-round picks rushing the passer and pretty solid on the back end as well. They also still have – who is their receiver? Terry McLaurin. McLaurin, Scary Terry. Scary Terry and – Fitzpatrick is going to be a solid like he's he's what Alex Smith is mental wise and he doesn't have the fear of oh my god if he gets tackled his leg is going to fall off if Fitzpatrick always gets his teams winning football games they shouldn't that sometimes comes after they've lost six games this is true but still that it could be a wild do you think here's a here's a better question for the NFC East is the division winner going to be over or under 500 
because now it's a 17 game season oh, it's even more likely that it's probably going to be under 500 but what do you think it always still bugs me that it's a 17 game season um but i'm man so you have the football team I'm gonna winning go the under, division i'm gonna go under what do you have the football team finishing i think they went eight and nine eight and nine because okay. I think they beat up on their division, and I think maybe there's a two, a few other games where they win here or there. I think eight and nine is where they because because that's under five hundred, but technically it is five hundred. <laughs> would have been would have been you're still winning eight games. Yeah, and normally so, eight games so get you in. okay, because because there's no more five hundred football anymore. There's either under or you're above, and I think this division's still under, but I think only by one game. I think there's an eight nine team. I don't think there's a nine eight nine eight teams here. I think there's an eight nine team here. Then is this division the worst in football or is there going to be one that's worse is this going to be two years in a row that the nfc east is the worst honestly i want to say this will be the worst division top to bottom i think the worst division of football will be the the titans and colts division because mm. i think it'll be titans and the colts will suck the texans are gonna suck and the jaguars are gonna suck i think those are the three the, those are the two worst teams in the league True. in my opinion at jacksonville and in and houston so that's why I may slightly edge that way, but top to bottom, the Titans were, are far and away better than all these teams, and the Washington football team is better, in my opinion, than the Colts. Yeah. So, I don't know. Say, see how you want, but I don't know. It also comes down to coaching, and I think Ron Rivera has proven that there's not much he can't overcome. No. So his, his 2020 the team in general. Yeah, besides that, the, the, besides team the team in general. Name. He kind of, I mean – your team, you hope that your team takes on the personality of your coach, and I think that is exactly what the Washington football did. Team you see, did. they came out with the top 10 names that they're gonna pick, yeah. From. And they didn't have my the my red pick tails, in the red it, tails yeah. weren't there, but the red wolves are there. The red wolves are there, honestly. This is growing on me. The football team isn't terrible, no, it's, it's not terrible no, anymore, but it's growing how on do me. you market like you can market it for a little bit but then how do you come out with it's new better than the merchandise fucking guardians i'll tell you that yeah well, i think you, i think cleveland baseball team would have been better than guardians yes yeah so but instead of i mean red wolves is far and away better in my opinion or or red hogs i like red hogs yeah the red that, hogs I think, I think and it, top, it pays homage to the hogs offensive i, I line. think the yeah. top three will be red hogs red wolves and the washington football team out of the pack that came out why and can't I, they be the senators i don't, I don't I just it's it doesn't i i would go if it were me i would have just gone replacements and gone washington sentinels if you're gonna do that, fucking change everything. Yeah, Get change your of- colors. I don't care. That's, but that's I fine. think they want to keep it. Yeah. Because of the history of it. But so yeah. like then you. But if you're if you're gonna completely change it, then completely change it. Do something completely fucking different. And honestly, why the hell not? Pick red, blue, and white as your colors. Capitals have those colors. The Nationals have those colors. The Wizards have those colors. Yeah. Like, like every team in the Washington District of Columbia, like Washington, D.C. area, has those colors. If you're going to do that, why not go the whole way? It, it could. It, I think that would have been a smarter choice marketing-wise, but Dan Snyder's their owner. That's true. doesn't think about it. That lot. doesn't do I – mean, I, I just watched the South Park Washington Redskins football or Re- Washington Redskins uh, – episode I and i was dying that. laughing it yeah. was like dan snyder trying to keep the name he was like we're disrespecting our football team by by taking our, our washington redskins name because they can't they create a non-profit or whatever yeah. and a startup company and they name themselves the washington redskins. cartman own the redskins yeah he, he owns the redskins yeah. name. did you see that they uh, bought casa bonita 
God bless America. <laughs> I honestly cannot wait till it opens back they, up. They couldn't have sold Casamonita to somebody, some people that weren't from Colorado. Oh, people that yeah. are, aren't from Colorado they, don't understand that South Park episode. It's a little bit over the top. Not all that. Uh, not all that inaccurate. Oh, it's one hundred percent accurate. That that is the staple of of. When you think about restaurants in Denver, I know we're totally going off on a yeah. tangent here, but but when you think about staples of Denver restaurants, that's the one that fucking people talk about for a of reason. Of course, it's the Disneyland of Mexican restaurants. It really that was is. the legitimate tagline when they opened the Disneyland of Mexican <laughs> restaurants in the middle of Commerce City, Colorado. <laughs> All I'm saying is I will go to I hope they incorporate South Park stuff in yeah. it though. I Honestly, think they I, are change they said that they were changing it up. I they're gonna make it more modern, I think. Don't but, get rid of the cliff divers. Yeah, don't they're not gonna get rid of any of the old stuff, but they're gonna make it more modern, I think. Maybe change the menu so it's a little more healthy. Update the arcade so that not half the games don't work. I have committee on it too, yeah, the fucking handles. We were gonna upgrade from instead of just coins in our because they're still one of the arcades that operate off coins. They're gonna have the cards like cards, everybody else. Yeah, like everywhere else, yeah. But uh, yeah, that'll well. That's our kind of discussion on the NFC and AFC East. And now we get to get into our segments. We're gonna circle back a little bit. We normally do bench warmer and most dominant team of the week right after the break, but we're gonna circle back to that now and then tie it all into uh, our other segments. But bench warmer of the week. I you said that I'd be interested in. You I wouldn't argue with you and. Honestly, maybe maybe you're right, but who's your bench warmer of the week? I have my bench warmer of the week. I know we don't talk about this very often on our show, but the WWE is the bench warmer of the week. Ooh. They had their biggest week of the summer, and all anyone was ever talking about was CM Punk. 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 I know I don't talk about a lot of wrestling, but CM Punk was one of the guys when I watched wrestling, We're I dorks, loved yeah. watching. We're dorks. We're dorks. I loved watching CM Punk, and his return... SummerSlam is the second biggest pay-per-view for WWE every single year. That was this weekend. No one gave a fuck. Brock John Lesnar Cena came was back. on it. Yeah. John Cena was on it. Brock Lesnar's back. No one cared because CM Punk is back. They might be returning Goldberg too. Like, uh, like they, they, they have the biggest week of summer, whatever. And all anyone's talking about is good old CM Punk. I know I don't. We don't talk a lot about wrestling, but I love me some CM Punk. I'm gonna watch some AEW now, probably. I may want throw it on every it's Wednesday night. Got a very night. WCW feel. I'll let like, you know. I'll enjoy it. Like, I, like WWE is just too fucking mainstream for me. AEW is a little bit edgy. You know what yeah. I mean? A little edgy. It is. Yeah, like they had a dog collar match. That was yeah. Cody Rhodes and uh, Brody Lee. Luke yeah. Harper, rest in peace. Had a dog collar match. I I like it. It's different. I like my biggest thing. Uh, they have Tony Schiavone, who's the old guy from WCW, yep. but Jim Ross. Jim Ross, good old JR. Just listening to Jim Ross, I'm like, oh, I'm watching wrestling. Also, the thing they did with Chris Jericho with his entrance on last Wednesday when they had his uh, the, the fans saying it all was fucking chilling. Yeah. Like that was insane. Like, like I'm I, not, I, I'm like I said, I'm not the biggest WWE fan, but or AEW fan or wrestling fan in general. But like when I got nothing on, I'm not watching baseball. I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> my team, like my. T- I'll talk about my team here in a minute, but, yeah. but, but, but it's not like I watch baseball on a nightly basis. Wednesday, Friday night, I'm like, fuck. Or mostly Wednesday, not Friday nights, but mostly Wednesday nights, I'm like, eh, let's see what's on TNT. Oh, wrestling's on. Let's throw it on while I'm, while I'm fucking scrolling through Twitter. And, and with CM Punk on TV, I'm... WWE is Washington Pan because honestly, guys like Daniel Bryan might go to AEW now. Bray Wyatt, who they released AEW, like Daniel Bryan was already rumored to go to. Like, AEW. There's a there's a lot there's of things. rumors that Triple H wants to go to AEW. And yeah, like the WWE is. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. This could be the closest we've ever had ever since WCW yeah. to, to, to the biggest rivalry we've ever seen because AEW is giving them a run for their money. So that's my Metro movie. Easy is WWE. It's cool because now I'm, I don't watch wrestling for the storylines like I used to. I don't watch because John Cena is the good guy and I hate Edge because he cheats and I don't like it. But I watch now because I, I just like watching the guys that I like. And uh, I th- it makes sense that CM Punk used the same name. He's able to use the same name into the same song because it wasn't their Tony song. Tony Khan to begin bought with. the song yeah. too. He made sure that. Oh yeah. There's and nothing else he was gonna walk out to. WWE didn't own any. He came into WWE with the name CM Punk. They gave him a licensed song already, and and now he was able to do. It was a big pop. Like my Dom was listening to it next to me, and he goes, "This is a Stone Cold pop." Yeah, this is as big of a pop. Arguably one of the biggest pops in wrestling history. Of the last, especially the last two years, with no fans being in the arena, this was bigger than anything WWE could have generated. Easily, could have easily could have generated. Unless CM Punk wants WWE. That's that's the only thing that would have rivaled this. That breakup was so nasty and ugly. I listened to like 18 different podcasts just talking about About the CM Punk WWE breakup. They were never going to get them back together. Uh, My benchwarm of the week, Nick Sirianni. We could have guessed that after your little tangent this earlier. He thinks that he's Bill Parcells or Bill Belichick, and he hasn't done shit. Like, there's no nothing that he's done that like his players aren't going to respond to it. They aren't responding to it, and the media is going to chew him up and spit him out. Philadelphia is going to eat him alive. Doug Peterson couldn't survive it. Doug Peterson thought he was. God's gift and to he coaching. he won a Super Bowl for them. He did. <laughs> he won a Super Bowl he for did. them. And they still ate him alive. <laughs> yeah. Zoom rock, paper, scissors isn't going to help you out here, Nick Sirianni. You're my benchwarmer of the week. Uh, most dominant team of the week, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills because I love that Trubisky dropped 45 on his old team. Got out from underneath Nagy, and he's like, you know what, Nagy? One more. Fuck you. Yeah, that was 45 points. Oh, good old, good old NVP. Yeah, good the old NVP. So, my most time of the week, I'm going with Colorado Rockies because we played at home all week. And we have now 13 walk offs now, which is like five more than the next biggest team. Leads the MLB in walk offs. Best home record in baseball. Ask we, me how many road wins they have. Though. We're, we're not talking about that part, no, Jimmy. But, so you say they have 13 walk-offs now. Ask me how many road wins. I think road we have walk- 13 road wins, too. 14. Oh, so we're we almost. Have 14 road wins. Almost as many walk-offs as road wins. But yeah. We're, yeah, we're not worried about that. We swept the Padres, the team that's supposed to be w- w- winning the division. We swept them at home. Mm-hmm. We only dropped one to the, to the Diamondbacks. This team... This is a long shot, but if there's any source of hope in this team, is that this team never quits. Yeah. Bud Black on. keeps his job because he doesn't have fucking talent. That's the only reason why. But this team is a place now where if you can just get some some guys like Michael Tolia, who's the who's a, who's like the number five first baseman in the minors, get him to come up. Get a guy like Zach Veen, who's who's the top ten pick last year, to come up. This team. Could be right back to where we were not that long ago because this feels like Troy Tulowitzki when we traded him and then we were still like, oh, this team's entertaining to watch, but we're not winning anything. And this team is getting very close to that. 
Very, very close to that. I, we're not going to anywhere get close to the top of the division because the top three ahead of us are still far and away better, but this team is entertaining to watch. We are still a ways. That's all you can ask for right now, honestly, because this like we're going to lose our best player yeah. in, in free agency, and at least this, this team is giving us something to watch here in Colorado. It, that's one of the good things that – one of the only good things you could say about the Rockies, but I'll say they – they have a lot of work to do because they're 11 games back from the wild card right now, too. We're not making a wild card. No. Don't get me wrong, but still really entertaining to go to games. Check out my Yankees getting back up to the I leader know, in the wild card. Two-game lead. You may win the division or because the, the Rays are still playing really well. I'll just take a playoff spot at this yeah, point because I mean, where they were, look at where we started, and now we're here. Sorry for the bomb. We now right we're here. here, and now we're up here. Um but yeah, that's uh, who do you who do you did you say your most? Yeah, well that yeah that, that was, was your that was my uh, yeah. uh wow we we are backtracking my my most album to the week. Okay, yeah. here we go. I, I'm back on track. What's brewing? Presented by our friends at the High Alpine Brewing Company. With football starting at Western, if you're out there checking out a game for some reason, part of my family, I might go out there some point. Uh, check out High Alpine Brewing Company for a great beer and, and a great view on the patio, but. Uh, what, what do you got for what's brewing? I'll let what's you go first. brewing? I talked about this earlier. There is a 75% chance Teddy Bridgewater is your quarterback this week. There is a very good chance that Vic Fangio names the, the, the quarterback for the Broncos for week one this week. The reports are all coming out. We're recording this Monday. So if they call it Tuesday, just we know. We missed it. But either way, there's a good chance it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater, which. All that means to me is that Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, yes, I'll put Dak in that conversation. Aaron Rodgers um, are all in the conversation. Deshaun be, Watson, maybe. Deshaun Watson are all in the conversation for next offseason to be a Denver Broncos quarterback. Dak Prescott, I put in that conversation because the Cowboys don't fucking have time anymore, and they'll just draft a quarterback because they, they don't want an injury-prone guy, and I would love Dak to be here. He was Matt supposed Ro- to be here. He was supposed to be here. Matt, Ro- don't don't remind me of the fucking pirate. <laughs> Matt, Matt Matt Ryan is probably done in Atlanta, and then obviously Aaron Rodgers wants out too. So that means that Drew Locke is not the guy anymore. He's done for. His career is done. That's the end of it. I don't. If Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, you let him fucking ride the whole season. There there is there is no situation where you throw a Teddy Bridgewater starts sucking and you throw in Drew Locke. That's it. I'm telling you right now, that's it. This is Drew Locke. His season's done. His career endeavor is over. I think he maybe has a chance in Green Bay. Maybe he has he has a chance in Atlanta. I don't know. But there's no situation where you would pull Teddy Bridgewater. If the Broncos go fucking zero and eight, then yes. But with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, this team at minimum should be two and one, three and zero at the beginning of the season, and then we go from there because this is one of the worst or the easiest schedules we've ever had. And if Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, he is going to stay the quarterback because this team will be in a playoff contention with Teddy Bridgewater as quarterback. It's tough to say. I know I love Drew Locke, but if Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, that's my what's brewing is Drew Locke's career in Denver will be over by week three because Teddy Bridgewater will lead this team to 2-1 and one if he is named the quarterback yeah. and his career will be over. It's fair statement. It's not like Drew Locke hasn't had three it's tough. seasons. I know it'll be to, tough, but it's the truth. It's not like he hasn't had three seasons to prove that he's going to be the guy and that you're going to commit to him. He just hasn't been able to do it. So, you know, it's a difficult thing for Broncos fans to hear, but it might be the it might may, be the God's honest maybe truth. More health, help for next year. Could be because because those three names I just named off besides Matt Ryan, I would love Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely love that. Uh, my what's brewing is my dread for football season has already started. Bengals lost. Um, it's a lot like believing in existentialism when you're a Bengals fan. There's a minor 
pauses. Thanks, Booms. Thank you. Uh, Boomer one. Feels to get bad on camera. for you too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's minor pauses in the existential dread, but uh, there's only one absolute truth in that we're not going to win a playoff game. We're not going to make the playoffs. Our rookie defensive end, who is like a stud in week one, Joseph Asai, blew his ACL, so he's not going to play this season. And Joe Burrow hasn't played at all in the preseason. I have bad news. The the rookie D end did not make a difference in your team not making the playoffs. Oh come on! It really didn't. Oh, come on! <laughs> they're, they're, Look what Chase Young did. Their rookie D end and and, and Jamar. Trey Hendrickson. We got Trey Hendrickson. I would be more worried about Jamar Chase not looking good. Well, yeah, he hasn't, but he's also not playing with a true quarterback. Quarterback. So our yeah. backup quarterback situation is dreadful. Like That's true. I. I would murder for some of the other quarterback rooms in the NFL besides our quarterback room. Would you Keep Would Joe, you love Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater behind you? Behind Joe Burrow, yes. Okay. I would so, take either of those guys behind uh, Joe Burrow. I'm right. I'm with taking Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow over both Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, but behind them, I take either yeah, one of those. I I would say I would like Mitchell Trubisky as a backup quarterback. Oh, as a man. backup quarterback, that's that's as low as you can get. I don't know. I don't know, but. Uh, no, it's going to be a long season. I'm just cementing myself for that fact. I got my mom, shout out, Mama Pilato, got Sunday tickets. So I'm going to be watching every single Bengals game. And Sadly. I could be, yeah. <laughs> that I was, is not I, a good Everybody thing. remembers last season when I was very sad on the podcast because they couldn't do anything. anything. <laughs> and now I'm going to get to watch them do nothing, nothing again. <laughs> all season. It's going to hey, be but great. Your team will look good because the jerseys look good. They, the new stripes are nice. New I'll be able, nice. I'll be looking good in my new striped jersey mm-hmm. every single week, just sitting there on the couch, sad with my soda and my chips. Like, Man, Soda, you mean your your bottle of whiskey? <laughs> what? If I drink, God wait, damn it, like, here we go. Another drink, Sunday, another week. If I drink whiskey every single time the Bengals lost, I would be an AA. <laughs> that's that's, the, just, that's just the truth. Um, but that's what's brewing, presented by our friends of the High Alpine Brewing Company. Now, moving on to Splinters on the Pine. Uh, my, I want to get your thoughts on this because you were just in Arizona. You kind of have more of a firsthand knowledge of this, but did you see that the Coyotes got evicted from their arena? They got fucked so bad. I feel so bad for them. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I want to know a little bit more about how the negotiations negotiations have gone. What what I saw in the ESPN article was this was not a decision made overnight. The county had been making year by year basis basically yeah, yeah. since 2016. They were in negotiations to try and get some sort of a long term lease done and neither side could come to an agreement so the city just pulled the plug on all negotiations all right after this season find a new place to play honestly this is maybe a blessing in disguise because first of all they've 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 come out and said that they want to stay there and they want to be in phoenix which obviously the rumors they want to go team wants to go back stay in phoenix because that's not where the it's, hockey. It's, it's not a hockey town. There's, I'm not gonna say they here, have a hockey town. They have a hockey town. There's 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 abilities to do that because they did sell out a playoff game not too long ago. But a problem they ran into is their stadium was in Glendale, mm-hmm. which is about fucking thirty minutes away from Phoenix. <laughs> this shit's not close to get to. Like like the the Cardinals the the Cardinal Stadium the the football stadium in general is. In Glendale as well, but it's a fucking football stadium, so anyone will go drive to it. Mm. When you have an organization, the Coyotes, who have been trying to wrestle with the name in general because they were the Phoenix Coyotes, and they got rid of that name because they didn't play in Phoenix. We're not in Phoenix. So they just named it the Arizona Coyotes. This team has had talent over the years. They've had 
They've had guys they can market. Phil Kessel, Taylor Hall, fucking signed there. Connor Garland. Connor Garland. Like they've he had, gets his ass kicked by Nathan McKinnon every year. Everybody knows him. Like like they've had opportunities to do that. They were a playoff team not too long ago. Um, I feel bad for them, but like like I said, there's rumors they move they move to Tempe, which I think would be a great idea. Is Tempe the? I thought it was Scottsdale was the hockey. Scottsdale is is, is where ASU is at, which is which is a lot more populated. Mm-hmm. Tempe is 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 U of A. Okay. So that would be a little bit farther away. It'd be a little. It'd be a. It'd be a little bit da- change of scenery. Actually, no. Tucson is where U of A is. Yeah. Tempe is is not is is not much farther away. But it, it is a highly popular populated area. They were to go Scottsdale. They would have to build a whole new arena. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. I think there may be a, a the minor league hockey team plays at Tempe, so they may move to that. I guess which I may which may be worse. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I it's, I. I I've never seen a county just be like, yeah, no, we don't want to. We're not feel, even going to negotiate anymore. I just feel more bad because it was the like they had office space, residency in there. Like they they have to move everything. They have to look for completely new. That means there's so many of my friends almost and guys that I I knew in the sports business world that worked for the Coyotes are now going to be either a searching for jobs or b completely moving to a new city. Yeah. Which is just a nightmare. Obviously, this happens with everywhere. We saw it with the Supersonics. That was the last thing that happened to Seattle. Is there any chance that the Coyotes get moved out of Arizona? I think there is. I don't. I, I would like to say no because Canada has some spots. Like they want to go back to Quebec. There's no doubt about that. You could go to. I think they want another back east team. Also, almost too. Yeah. You could see a team go like that. Um, Maybe give another team to LA. I don't know. Like, like there's 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 a lot of avenues they could go. They they saw the success of Vegas, and they re- trying to replicate in Seattle. And who's to say one of your worst organizations that you've had over the years? Why not try to do it again somewhere else? There's a ton of places that have arenas for basketball teams. So, like uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, um, Milwaukee, be a good spot. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Atlanta could get their team back. That'd yeah. be a little funny though, because Atlanta lost their team to winnipeg and then the team that winnipeg turned into went to atlanta because uh, <laughs> winnipeg turned into the yeah. the yotes i'm pretty sure i, I may be hockey wrong hockey is the biggest game of musical chairs that you'll ever it really find. is it's <laughs> incredible because then montreal like quebec is split down the middle uh, back in the 70s where like the forum was i believe it's the forum was the nordiques and then the Coliseum or something else was the Canadians. Canadians yeah. And if I'm screwing that up or if I have that backwards, I, I sorry, well, je ne sais quoi. About Canada very often. Je ne sais quoi. I don't know. I'm not French Canadian. Um, what's your what's your splinters on the pine? My splinters on the pine. Look, I'm I'm a nerd, so I love trading cards. Mm. And there was some huge news that people aren't really talking about. Tops, which has been the which has been the baseball partner for seventy five years yes 75 years tops has been the owner of a baseball trading cards for the mlb they gave that up to fanatics we're enough oh wait well it goes further than that fanatics also then bought the nba right panini no longer owns the rights to the nba cards isn't that is isn't massive that news. i know it's monopoly but it's massive news because that means Fanatics, I don't even think they have the cards. Yes, they used to be our partner or whatever. But so I, I don't like that deal for that matter. But like two Panini and Tops, especially Tops with baseball cards, that's the fucking that look, all the great baseball cards of all time have been Tops. Mm-hmm. Seventy five years, all the great MLB greats have come through that 
and now completely getting rid of them at the hall of fame yeah like like that's that's it's, it's crazy that they're doing this and I understand giving up some rights, but completely giving up your whole licensing league to MLB in general and having it be the Fanatics thing, which has never sold cards in general. Yeah. It's just, just wild to me. It and doesn't. And honestly, it's going to stock up the price for trading cards because now cards that we own, that rookie cards for Tops or Panini for NBA, NBA or MLB cards, is going to be a lot more because there's going to be so much more rare. So that's where it's just going to be very interesting. I, I, I don't like it because – it's it's just going to be very weird in my opinion and and we're getting we're getting so far away from the trading cards yeah. Fanatics is going to sell fucking digital cards like don't get me wrong the the um NBA I don't know what the cards are NFTs? but no it's they have like a you can buy and sell like plays like virtual yeah, plays I think it's NFT is the acronym I can't, that they I can't go think by of the name but whatever it is and I try and listen to it on podcasts, but I don't understand. Yeah, I it. don't understand it. Trading cards still have a a place in people like memorabilia. That's trading cards, like especially with baseball. I, it's just so wild to me that they, the seventy fifth anniversary too. They they said fuck you, tops. Your seventy fifth anniversary. We're moving on. Yeah, we're, how wild gonna, is that? It's like a mob takeover. We're, you're gonna take this package of money. And we're going to have this. You don't own this anymore. You don't own this anymore. You're so. not going to come back here on Monday. This, consider consider this severance. It's, when something like that happens, I think the worst part about it is it's never done correctly or as up to the same standard as the person who, the company that did it before. Yeah. When it's it shifts be, to yeah. the major distributor, it'll be a generic version instead of having the specifics and yeah. the, the special, the special places the cards have. And the different types of cards that you would get, like if it was an MVP card, you would know that it was an MVP card or because somebody's rookie way, card. Yeah. Like they made it a big deal. And now I think it'll just be, look at this picture. Download this picture. Give me five cents. I hope they don't do that way. I'm just praying that they don't do it because, like, because I have like I don't have a massive collection, but I have a decent collection. And I love looking at cards. I can. I There's just, something about having a card, yeah, like, like putting it in your little sleeve and putting it in yeah, a folder. Yeah, I like, used, we used to have one too. Oh man, I'm, I'm just hoping it doesn't ruin it. That's all I'm hoping for. All right, let's. Uh, we're gonna transition now. We're uh, not going to be doing factor cap or uh, how it should have sounded every week during the NFL season. We'd mentioned that because we're going to have our pick them and we just won't have enough time. But uh, we will. We, we thought about it. Nico plays a lot of fantasy football. I used to my dad used to have a fantasy football team that I was the general manager of. So I definitely understand what, what goes into that. So we're going to give you guys our thoughts on some of the best, uh, better free, better fantasy football signings that you could have. If you haven't had your draft yet, or if you have and you want to work the waiver wires, these are some guys. We'll have our top five at each position category and then also some sleeper picks. And we're doing running backs and quarterbacks today. Do you play in, because uh, I know some leagues favor quarterbacks more, some leagues favor running backs. What kind of league do you normally play? I play, play a little bit of both. So I, I, I obviously I do the. I have two QB league. I have two running back league. I have a three running back league too. I have a little bit of everything. The QBs and running backs will be focusing on today. But these these two positions are teams that like, if you don't have a good quarterback, you don't have a good running back, like a number one guy, that you're not going to be a top five team in your league. Let's just be honest with you. Any any person could tell you that. So this is where you got to make or break your money in these first couple rounds because getting a good quarterback that's that's reliable, that can be a good starter, that'll get you at least 10 to 15, 10 to 20, even more usually, hopefully, um, is a guy that you need to have. Um, and running back-wise, if you don't have a guy that gets you 10 to 15 every week, then you're in trouble too. 
if you're born under a bad sign or if you're prone to bad luck, don't draft the top quarterback because my dad and I drafted Tom Brady the year he tore his ACL. I don't know why you did that. No, he he didn't. T- he tore his ACL week one of the regular season. So I know, but still, why why would you ever draft Tom Brady because if, was, if you live in Denver? Well, uh, I, <laughs> that's the, that that's another thing I'll say, right? I guess I guess that makes sense. I don't know. It seemed like the right move at the time. We didn't have a backup quarterback. It didn't. That's go. fair. I that's think fair. John Kittner might have been a backup quarterback. Oh God! Oh God! All right, let's uh, we'll start with running backs. And my top five, I have Alvin Kamara, one, Nick Chubb, two, Dalvin Cook, three, Derrick Henry, four, and Christian McCaffrey at five. Um, and what, give me your top five, and we'll kind of discuss where we have our differences. My top five, there, there's a few guys we're definitely leaving out here that we'll talk about here in a minute. But my top five, I have Derrick Henry, number one, because I still think he's the workhorse of the league. I have Dalvin Cook, number two. Dalvin Cook's the guy that I think is going to be – everything from Minnesota. I have run CMC three. I think run CMC could be technically one because if he's healthy, he's going to get you the most points for I value. I put him low because I don't know how he's going to yeah. work after the injury. Number four, I have Nick Chubb because Cleveland is still going to rely heavily on their running game. Number five, I put Zeke. I, I, I don't have Kamara in my top five because I don't know what I'm going to get from New Orleans this year. So that's the only thing, right, reason why – if you have an unhealthy um, Dak Prescott or or Ben Nucci playing, Zeke is going to be the workhorse for that team. And guys like Run CMC, I'm just I'm just more high on. And Derrick Henry, I if you have if you're in the range from three to six, you are hoping Derrick Henry is there because one and two, right now. ESPN has it right now as uh, run CMC is number one, and they have Saquon number two. Saquon is a guy that I'm very, very hesitant on drafting. Mm-hmm. I'm not very sure about him because you don't know what this team's going to look like if he takes one hit. He hasn't played all preseason long. Like, what's it going to look like when he's healthy? He's a he's a stud. Don't get me wrong, but I, he's a big what if. I uh, I think my I put Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry lower on my list because they're a couple guys that are more one dimensional than the other people, other running backs on the list. And when you're playing in leagues, if you can have a flex, if you're playing in leagues that favor receiving yards more than rushing yards, having a guy that can be like I I think of Alvin Kamara in fantasy football, and I think of that screen that he took on the Packers where he made his own like he ran that down the down the field on his own. It was schoolyard bullshit all the way from once he caught the That's ball. That's basically the Saints offense in general this yeah, year. It's gonna so. be yeah, this year is gonna be interesting for them, but that's why I put him so high. And Nick Chubb Nick Chubb's my favorite running back in the NFL. If I could block for one guy, if I could come out of retirement for one game, I would want to block for Nick Chubb. Um but no, I, I just think Cleveland has so many other weapons too that like also they're gonna the, have to incorporate OBJ back into the offense. also don't forget Kareem Hunter too yeah so I, that's why I don't have Dick Chubb as top three I would definitely have him if they didn't have another good running back behind him that's why I'm so worried with Nick Chubb and his health lately he hasn't been as great he's been a little banged up I would say best position for him would be if you could steal him in the early second early second late first yeah late if he first. can fall to the second that's where you kind of that's like a sweet spot yeah. to get a guy like him because when he's in there he'll be the starter but if not i wouldn't he's not a guy i'd go super high on in the first round uh my my sleeper in the running backs i got Najee harris austin eckler and joe mixon joe mixon back-to-back thousand yard rusher austin eckler that's a little bit of a bias pick but he is a fantasy point getter well, when the Chargers have There's nobody, two homer picks in that. Two well, homer picks. Well, yeah, but Joe Mixon backs a back thousand yard rusher, and he's got the worst offensive line in the league. That's why I'm staying away from him. 
Well, that's 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 he's a guy. The last two years, he's averaged getting hit behind the line on him more than half of his plays, and he's still getting a thousand yards. That's why I, I. That's why I'm not so high on Joe Mixon as the offensive line. That's why I'm so worried because they're just gonna fucking pound the box, and they're 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 gonna throw everything pause. at Joe Burrow. Yeah, pause on that. They're gonna pound the box on him, yeah. and I, I I'm not that big on on. Um, on, on Joe Mixon in general. For me, my sleepers, I have Javante Williams because I think by the end of the season, he'll be starting right back. Give me shit for a I, homer I only pick. have one homer pick. I only have one homer my pick. My other though. homer pick was because I went to school with the guy. I know. I only had one homer pick, though. <laughs> so a sleeper, as this is this is my sleeper. When I think of sleepers, I think of your number two running back or your your flex. Yeah. And these are those guys I think are good flexes. So that's that's where sleeper give comes me, Give me Austin Eckler so, as a good flex. Yeah, I know. I know. Austin yeah, okay. Eckler is the number one guy in some leagues. Honestly, yeah, but I just didn't want to copy yours, so that's why I had okay. a little bit different. Okay. So Javante Williams is my guy because I think he'll be a starter by the end of the year. Melv Gordon, number two, I have Clyde Edwards Hilaire. It's a guy that that with if Patrick Holmes is, is banged up for whatever reason, and they key on Kelsey and Tyree Kill. I know it's very hard to do that, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a workhorse that will get you a lot of points. He's a very good guy to have as a consistent flex guy. Yeah, but Andy Reid sometimes just forgets that he has him. Like in the Super Bowl, they didn't. All the Bucks wanted them to run. Yeah. Like the uh, who was the I can't think of Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles came out and said our game plan was set up that if they ran the ball on us, we had no answer. We were set up strictly to cover their passing, and they just never shifted. And honestly, if you're Andy Reid, why the fuck would you not take that into consideration? <laughs> I mean, I think Connor was going could be a very very good number two guy flex option, and then third, a guy that. Had a stellar season last year, but got fucked over because his team is idiots. As James Robinson, mm-hmm. I don't think Etienne is going to be the number one running. You have back. him up above Antonio Gibson because Gibson and uh, Robinson were kind of talked about as the two, G- Gibson, the two run- rookies. Gibson, I don't. I, I would. Oh, I just think. I just think if they do start Trevor Lawrence, that they're going to run the ball a lot more. Yeah. So I think that's why I would give James Robinson the more nod. And having scary Terry on the outside, that's a much better weapon than anything Jacksonville has. So. That's why I think I lean towards James Robinson more. I don't think they'll give Etienne the ball as much. Mm-hmm. And the season he had last year, why the fuck? First of all, why would you draft a running back in the first round after what he did? Second of all, why that that's the best thing that for Jeff Lawrence is having a good running game. Mm-hmm. Because that makes takes all the pressure off him. And James Robinson is a guy. If you're if you're obviously he could be a waiver wire guy because most people are gonna think of Travis Etienne as the number one guy. So that's a guy that I'm definitely gonna keep my eyes on that could be very, very intriguing. Where do you think Najee Harris is gonna go? Because I think a lot of guys are gonna try and get him as a sleeper pick, but he he profiles, especially behind the Steelers offensive line, he profiles as a guy who can have a breakout year with them. It just worries me so much because we, we thought about James Conner the same exact way. Like we were like, oh, James Conner could have he was at one point in the conversation for top seven running backs. I think yeah. it was two years ago, three years ago. I think there's a difference in level. Oh, there, between, there definitely is a yeah. difference in level play, but like does Pittsburgh wanna have give the hand, the ball off to him that much when you have Juju and, and Claypool on the outside? That's that's the thing. Maybe they will with Ben Brosberg aging more and more. I would think Najee Harris definitely is the running back that you're gonna want to draft we'll if you're drafting a rookie running back. Too. The check downs too. That's the rookie running back you go after. I would take Najee Harris over Javante Williams mm-hmm. just because Javante Williams he's not gonna be the starter right away. Um, but Najee Harris could be a guy that could work into that number two option by the end of the year. Anything else you want to say on running backs before we move on? Running backs is just is just very interesting and like it's it's you got it's it's important to get a number one guy, but I think there's a lot of depth 
after that. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to go back-to-back running backs like you usually do in every year. I think there's a lot of depth because there's a lot of good receivers, a lot of good tight ends, obviously, too, this year that, that could pop into that second number, that number two pick for you. Mm-hmm. When you have the number one pick, you more than likely got to go running back, maybe go quarterback from home, so that's the only conversation you might have. But you would definitely have to do it that way. But the number two pick, there's a lot of depth at the back end. Yeah, it's kind of similar similar to the way the regular draft works. Is if you got a guy that you can pick in the top ten, you draft him there, but you don't waste, you don't do what Jacksonville did and waste a mid first round pick on a running back. Not necessarily going to work out for you in the back end. Uh, moving on to quarterbacks, my top five: I have Josh Allen one, Pat Mahomes two, Matt Stafford three, Lamar Jackson four, Justin Herbert five. I don't know what you're doing, Jimmy. I don't know what you're doing. How the fuck are you not having the MVP in your top five? How is he not there? That's that's. I'll give you my top five. Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and then I'm putting Russell Wilson. Justin Hilbert is going to be a good talent, but how the fuck do you not draft Aaron Rodgers with your top three? I don't know. He is far and away better than than Justin Herbert. I, I am putting all my faith in Aaron Rodgers over Justin Herbert this season. Justin Herbert's a big what if. He has good talent on the outside of Keenan Allen and, and uh, Mike Williams, but like, that, they don't have as good of an offensive line. They're going to rely heavily on the run game with Eckler. Mm-hmm. Like, Herbert, I think, needs a huge season, and people are banking on him having this stellar season because he didn't win games last year. He put up numbers, but he didn't win games last year. And right now, I'm still picking almost, I know it's weird to say, but taking Russell Wilson over him because Russ is just more consistent. He's a consistent guy to give you more numbers every single week. And then Matt Stafford, he may have a good year. Don't get me wrong. Could be a sleeper, but I don't think he's a top three guy. I My Justin Herbert pick was similar to what you said. I didn't want to have the same guys as you. I could put Aaron Rodgers in that spot, but I wanted to have a little bit different of a list. I think Matt Stafford, the guys that I have in my top five, I think are guys that people are going to be overdrafting. So if you have faith in one of these guys and you have a top pick, if you want, these are guys that you should probably use your first round pick on if they're there. But I think that quarterback has a lot of middle there's a there's like two really good guys at the top few guys that you can maybe snag in the back but there's a good middle in quarterback i, I still think the top three echelon is mahomes allen and rogers i don't think there's no doubting that um i think stafford jackson herbert um I almost put Lamar as. I was gonna put Lamar as a flex. I would. Yeah. I was gonna say that I don't want him as like my quarterback. I maybe have him as a backup. Lamar was guy last year. Honestly, I had Lamar and Josh Allen at one point yeah. because Josh Allen was a guy not many people drafted because the Bills are what if. Josh Allen's also a guy that you can maybe play at the flex a little bit. Exactly. So like I well no Josh you can't move Josh Allen at the flex because he's just a quarterback. You can't play quarterbacks at flexes. So Lamar Jackson's just a quarterback. I know we can't play quarterbacks that just flexes. I, I, oh, I don't know, but either way, Josh, look, Josh Allen. I still have Mahomes over him. I still because because Mahomes is weapons. That's the only reason why. But Josh Allen is number two, one hundred percent. I put him as number one because I think he's hungry and I think he wants to make that next jump. You're if you're a competitive person, you are happy with the progress that you made, but you know that your next step is getting to that Mahomes level. So I think that he's gonna be on a new mission and it's gonna be a more focused Josh Allen than we've seen and that's why I put him as one. But um I I think my sleepers for quarterback I had I put Ryan Tannehill, I put Joe Burrow and I put Tom Brady. Uh I have my one homer pick in there, but I will say Tyler Boyd Jamar Chase and 
T. Higgins, a pretty good wide receiver core. Plus, you got Joe Mixon. Like, he has guys to get the ball to. If he can stand up long enough, he has guys that he can get the ball to. And they were starting to pick up steam before he got injured last year. Like, Joe Burrow was on path to be possibly rookie of the year in the AFC. There was a conversation about that at one point. Um, yeah, my, my sleeper is honestly a guy that people aren't really talking about. I put Baker there. Baker is a guy that – I thought I'll, about putting him. Baker, Baker is a guy that, that if you want to draft a heavy, heavy receiver and running back early, Baker will be there at the back end of the quarterback because people are going to draft Tom Brady over him. They're going to draft everyone we said, honestly, and each of our top fives ahead of him. And Baker's a guy that could put up very good numbers with OBJ coming back. Yeah. Uh, my other two, I have Trey Lance there. I think by the end of the season, Trey Lance will be the starting quarterback. And if he puts up Mahomes-like numbers, that's a guy that is must start. Must so, start. I think that's the only thing that's risky about that is what if he doesn't play this season? What if he does truly get a redshirt year and then you wasted a pick? I mean, with as good as he looked in preseason, that's why I'm a little more – because if, if the 49ers start out like 500, I think they throw him in. If they if they are if they are undefeated until like week six, he won't see the field. Yeah. But this could be a scenario – honestly – People, people are very much comparing it to Alex Smith Mahomes for a reason because Alex Smith is Jimmy Garoppolo and Lance is Mahomes. Do you do they want to wait the whole season or do you want and and see show him at week seventeen against the Broncos? Funny enough, do you want to show that or do you want to see what you got from this kid right away because the dude is talented enough? And then my last one, Cam Newton slash Mac Jones. That's if you're in a two QB league and you're looking for a third quarterback to to be to to have on your bench this is the this is the guy I want cuz whether it be Cam Newton or Mac Jones that or obviously as your backup quarterback cuz when your quarterback goes on your bye week I trust Cam Newton or, or Mac Jones honestly to put up 12 to 15 points Cam Newton may have a game where he rushes for 67 yards and there's more points on your on your deck right there so that's that, that's a, that's a couple guys that if you're looking at backup quarterbacks that I definitely keep my eye on one of those two that's do you take into account I was kind of making my top five based off of which bye weeks don't line up and which bye weeks I can maybe handle one guy not being able to play is that something because you play a lot more fantasy football than I do now is that something that you take into account you, too you have to match it up when you look at a bad quarterback you look at who your starter is and look who they're playing and who who who's playing who that week because that's that's also plays a factor because you don't want to fucking have um um Mahomes is your starter, and then have your bye week Baker be pl- or Baker make or Cam Newton be playing. Um, have it know. be Lamar Jackson playing Buffalo. Yeah, like a really good defense. For yeah. That, yeah, for that matter, that's a great way to put it. But like, you don't want that to happen at all. Um, your backup quarterback. It's a situation where the bye week is just very, very interesting. Um, it's something that you take into factor more this year because with 17 weeks, that first week of your playoffs during the fantasy football week is now if you if you take week 17 off, which or week 18 now it is week 18 off mm-hmm. because of people not playing. Your first week is the there's a bye weeks that week is week 13, and week 13 will have bye weeks. There's teams that will have week 13 for bye weeks, so that's something you gotta take into factor. Do you want your quarterback being a week 13 guy? Because I think Baker is one of those guys. I think honestly, um. Oh, 
<laughs> Joe Burrow might be another one of those guys in week 13. I'm not sure the exact who has that bye week, but those late those guys with later bye weeks you have to take into factor. The higher running backs I saw had a lot of bye weeks that matched up exactly. So if you drafted, if you were able to somehow get top two running backs, you they would have buys on the same week, which is not something. Which is not something you want to see at all. No, no, no that that would be a blunder. That would, would be, be a very good blunder. Yeah, bust. That would be a bust. Um, but yeah, that uh, we'll go through. We're doing uh, wide receivers and tight ends, wide next, receivers, week, tight ends yeah. next week, and then we'll finish up the fantasy football talk with defenses and special teams. I know, teams. that's real riveting, isn't it? Defense and kickers, that's a fun one. Well, <laughs> Sometimes, know. honestly, though, that can make or break teams. Yeah. If you don't have a kicker... Uh, well, think uh, about think about those lucky people that have, like, the 06 Bears defense, the 2015 Broncos defense. Yeah, those defenses can put you at 2000, 20 for you. 2002 Ravens, like, the defenses that score 30 points on their own. But that's that's where the money will be made. Yes, yeah, that's what you're that's what you're hoping for. That's true. But uh, or we'll, the Justin Tuckers or the Sebastian Janikowskis who drop fucking forty points for you. Yeah, I forgot who it was, but some there was one week I think three years ago, four years ago, some kicker I think it might have been Tucker had thirty points, and I, it was like the wildest thing ever. And he, yeah. they only kicked field goals and they fucking won. It was the score was like thirty zero, and they, the Ravens only kicked field goals, and it was the weirdest thing. I but, remember what you're talking about. I didn't didn't enjoy it, but it it did happen. It's good for fantasy owners. That's all I'm saying. A fantasy owner that decided to draft Justin Tucker, I guess. Uh, no, I think fantasy football this season. There's a lot of new people that were are added in, like Jamar Chases of of the world. There's a lot of new. Talent. There's a lot of wild cards. Yeah. A lot of wild cards. What you do don't you know draft Kyle else. Pitts to play? Exactly. What do you draft Kyle Pitts? What do you do? You draft a guy like um, uh, of Julio Jones who's been injured. Do you guys yeah. draft a guy like Michael Thomas, who may not even play this year? Like that's 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 some what ifs. All right, let's move on to uh, Beats of the Week, Play of the Week, and Player of the Week. We'll wrap up this episode 54 of the far end of the bench. Uh, for Beats of the Week, I'm going to start it off. I found this on the Barstool Bets app. We didn't even mention it yet. Uh, Jake Paul is fighting Tyron Woodley this Saturday. Oh, my God, is this Saturday? I, this please, Saturday. Please, Lord, please let Here Tyron we go. Woodley you'll, win. You'll enjoy this. Please, you'll enjoy please, this. Please. Tyron Woodley to beat Jake Paul plus 155. Oh, God. Tyron Woodley to KO Jake Paul. Plus 175. He's oh the betting underdog. I am taking that. He's the betting please, underdog. Everyone, everyone, please, please mark it down right everyone now. Everyone listening, please. An hour that. and 50 minutes into the podcast, mark down parlay Tyron Woodley to knock out Jake Paul. If we lose this next week, we will have a public statement saying that Jake Paul is a real boxer. We will say that. But until, but he will fucking face a real guy who is a real talent, who has real knockout power, who is a fucking dog when he wants to be. If Tyron Woodley loses, please don't ever show your face again. If uh, Jake Paul wins on points, what does that do for him? Doesn't oh that that hurts honestly more. Actually, no, no, it doesn't. Because if he KOs him, it'd be more embarrassing. But it hurts though, because like the points thing, then you're like, did the promoter set it up that he was gonna win no matter what? You know what I mean? Because that was the conversation we had in was it November or December with the Mike Tyson fight. They, we were like, yeah. did they fucking stage that this is gonna be a they, tie? They had a gentleman's agreement that they weren't gonna punch in the head that fight. So. <laughs> like what? Please don't do that. No, this is gonna be. I don't think that Tyron Woodley likes Jake Paul. I think Jake Paul thinks that he can actually. I Jake. That's the good thing about Jake Paul is that he actually believes the shit that he's talking. So he's gonna go in there thinking he's gonna be able to knock somebody out. And if Tyron lands one clean right hand, 
all of America will rejoice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that all of America will rejoice. There will be with, a group of like twenty-year-old dudes on YouTube pissed off, but you will redeem yourself because Tyron Woodley has been the stepping stone of a lot of fights for a lot. He's of, almost not a Hall of Famer anymore. I think <laughs> he's got to do this. If you do this for everybody, we'll get you in the Hall of we'll, Fame. We'll, we'll do anything you want, Tyron. Put you in the Hall of Fame. Come we'll on, do Tyron. anything you want. My, what what my, you got? Yeah, my first beat of the week. You're not going to like this one, but I'm picking the Browns to win their division plus 155. Betting favorites right now are the Ravens, mm. which Ravens are a lot better team. But the Browns, I think, getting the talent they have back, their defense, I think, is so much more improved. Having that one-two punch of Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, people underestimate that, in my opinion. People underestimate that so much. You can have one great pass rusher, but you throw everybody on. You throw double teams that way. You cannot throw double teams one way. Mm. That makes that defense so much better than it is. I think the Browns... Maybe it's the Browns year to finally be in the championship. Thank you think the that they're going to have their first back-to-back winning season yes. since they come back and win the division in the same year? I think they definitely first back-to-back winning divi- winning seasons in a long time. Division, I think it's going to be between them and Baltimore. Honestly, Pittsburgh could surprise the people. But I think, honestly, Cleveland could make a run for the money. Cincinnati's going to make a run. I'm, I'm calling it right now. In the year 2035. Could be. Could <laughs> with, be. Maybe the, I'll still be around. With Joe Burrow's son. <laughs> my, uh, my next beat, I have Guido Canetti to beat Mata Martinez this weekend UFC fight, mainly because his name is Guido Canetti. Oh, yeah. I uh, like the name. That's yeah, the plus 250. I don't know anything about him. He's got a salty 8-6 and six record. Um, but Viva Italia, watch way too much Sopranos, and now I'm in love with anybody with a vowel at the end of their last name. So I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off that. I have another beat a week for the UFC fights this weekend, but I know a little bit about this because I watched the whole season of the Ultimate Fighter, and we have the two Ultimate Fighter Was Guido Canetti a, a part of the? Okay. No, he wasn't. Okay. So the first fight the is uh was Treshawn Gore versus Brian Battle, but but Treshawn Gore got injury injured. So the guy he beat, which is uh Gilbert Urbina, is fighting um, Brian Battle, which I like Brian Battle in that fight, um, but he's a favorite, so I wouldn't bet on that. I'm gonna bet on this one. Brady Highstand to beat Ricky Tercios, which was the I think it was 155 was the weight class, was this weight class. And Brady, Brady Highstands is a 22-year-old farmer from, I think, Iowa or Nebraska. And this dog, he beat two two veterans. And now Tercios is his dog, who's a very, very pretty big favorite. And Brady Highstands is a dog that I think could surprise a lot of people at plus 140. So him to beat Ricky Tercios and to be the ultimate fighter um, at plus 140. The ultimate fighter. Uh, my last beat that I got Washington, the football team to beat the Chargers plus one hundred two in Week One. I think. Uh, I think you that think the you think that division wins all the, wins the first Week One matchup against the it's Chargers. The Chargers. That's true. It's, it's the Chargers, Chargers. and the betting favorites. True. Oh, that's so true. Damn, you got me. Yeah, I just played your own card against <laughs> you. Really you. It's did. the Chargers. Yeah, you really did. <laughs> You talked all that shit on Justin Herbert. I just proved it. There you go. But it's a, it's that division though. It is, but it fits magic. Fits magic, and it's the Chargers. Fits magic, I think, is like two trump cards. Fits magic almost has like, honestly, we can talk about this in fantasy football stuff. But fucking start Fitzpatrick week one because he has had some absurd week ones. I remember two years ago when he was a. Not the Bills quarterback or someone's quarterback. Dolphins, Dolphins quarterback. He, he last year he put up like thirty points mm-hmm. week one. The week the year before that he was starting somewhere else. He put up like forty. Where was he? I don't, oh my god, where was he? He's That's, been everywhere. 
Never played in Cincinnati. No, yeah, he's been everywhere. God, that's gonna bug me. He's been everywhere. It's hard he's to think. He's in New York, right? The Giants. No, it was. It was and someone, the Jets. It was, someone, it was the, the Jets. He played for the Jets. It was. Uh, it was. It wasn't the year with the Jets. It was the year before. So he put up forty. That's a guy that I would almost Tampa? start. Yes, it was, it Tampa. was Tampa. That was the fucking week one where he came out with the collar shirt yep. and, and the glasses. I went to Harvard and I'm dressing crazy. Yeah, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. I would almost start Fitzpatrick first first week because the Chargers defense, I am not very high on. I know it's biased, but whatever. My last beat of the week, I know it's a wild one, but I don't want the Dodgers. I don't want the Giants to win. Give me the Brewers to win the National League plus 350. Yes. I'm calling it right here. With Christian Yelich not playing? Their pitching is fucking stacked. Yeah. That's, that's, that wins you, wins you baseball games. Wins you baseball, yeah, and wins so you series. Give, I picked this back to the weeks. Give me Brewers versus White Sox in the World Series. Is it the most fun matchup? No, it's not. But that would be a, Two underdog stories. It'd be like the Suns versus Bucks almost. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, it's it's similar because Brewers and Milwaukee and you know White Sox. It'd be similar. Yeah. But I think I'd enjoy that a lot. Actually, I probably wouldn't because I'd probably not watch that. I'd rather watch the Dodgers versus White Sox. But but um, give me the Brewers because the Brewers are a little bit of an underdog story. Maybe it's Milwaukee's year. Maybe. Maybe it's Milwaukee's. Maybe they're going to be Tampa. That's that's what that's they want to do. Um. My let's move on now to uh, player of the week, and uh, you're gonna roll your eyes at my player of the week. But Mitchell Trubisky, twenty to twenty-eight, two twenty-one in the TD. I knew you're going this way. In the TD, there we go. Mitchell, don't call me Mitch Trubisky. I had to get one in there. I said I wasn't gonna do it anymore, but I had to. That's fair. My player of the week. We tweeted about this. I watched the game Saturday night. Oh my god, one of the games of the year. Do we have our semifinal matchup? No, we do not. Uh, so Zed Williams, the MVP. So we're talking about the PLO, obviously. Zed Williams, the MVP of last year's championship game, had five goals and three assists, eight goal comeback against the Redwoods for the Whipstakes. Hmm. Now we have the reigning champions, um, Whipstakes, going against your Water Dogs. No, we're Water Dogs podcast yeah, now. We're, we're, my team's out now. Water yes. Dogs. My team's out, so we're going good for dogs. the dogs. Hashtag good dogs. Good dogs. Um, so that's the semifinal. Also, the number one seed was all the all the higher seeds got knocked out. Archers, who has one of the create like one of the best offenses I've ever seen in in, in professional cross. Archers lost in the first round. Um, then the uh, actually the only team that won was the Atlas. The Atlas beat the Cannons with Lyle Thompson oh, and, and Paul Rabel. I don't Damn. know how that team didn't win, but, but I don't know why they didn't rig it so that they kept moving on. What? That's true. Did Paul Rabel rigging his rigging his own games. Are we wanting a factor cap? What? Oh. But yeah, Water Dogs. I'm going to give a slight edge to the Whip Snakes because they have a championship pedigree. Matt Rambo with the game winner was unreal too. Um, but the war, I'm, I'm, I'm going to predict a Atlas versus Whip Snakes final, and I'm picking the Whip Snakes. I think that part of my take is going to give those water dogs a stern talking to, and they're going to play better because that's what they've they're done. Gonna, they're going to come home. They're going to bring the ship home. They want to bring the ship it's home. They want to be good dogs. <laughs> they they don't want to have to dub in the nice compliments of those videos anymore. They want to prove to their owners that they're worth it, and they shoot the ball more than any other team. So I want the water dog. I, I'm going to go roll dogs to the championship. It's coming home, ladies and gentlemen. Coming home. First. It's coming home. I have only watched like two weeks of PLL lacrosse. I don't have Peacock. Hey, so. if the dogs get in the ship, maybe we'll cover it a lot more. We should. We should. Maybe there'll be an open spot on ColorCast, and For I'll sure. have to learn that shit on the fly. Um, my uh, 
uh, play of the week. You start your play of the week. My first. play of the week. We had one of the craziest KOs since the spe- spinning heel kick in the air from oh, what was the guy's name? The guy that had the spinning heel kick. Uh, was it Phil something? Oh, I don't know. Um, but he had the guy caught his leg up kick. Well, oh yeah. But we had Gosh. something. Yeah, yeah. We had something rival that this week. Ignacio. Bahamandez with a spinning KO kick where he basically did a Shawn Michaels-esque where he spun around, up kick, knocked the guy cold, basically did a plank on the ground out cold. One of the craziest KOs of the year. Absolutely nuts. I bet on the other guy that got KO'd, so that's why I felt bad (laughs) for him. But what a KO that was. Yeah, I saw that one. That was good. That was uh, up there. There's been some crazy knockouts so far this year. And I shout out to all the guys on YouTube who upload the knockout compilation so far of the year because makes it really easy on Twitter too. All the yeah. guys have uploaded videos. Yeah. Uh, by the way, shout out whoever came up with the milk crate challenge. Thank you for the free comedy. I love seeing dumbasses fall. Oh, that flat shit's on hilarious. That's I'm never trying it, so we're not doing that. I'm not even trying it to go pe- viral. People but. are joking like that's how we're gonna decide who the Broncos quarterback's gonna be. Whoever can go the farthest or finish it first. Uh, That's gonna be a Broncos quarterback. Paxton Lynch. What? what? Oh my God! Where did he come from? Again. Uh, my play of the week: Andre Smith letting Justin Fields know he ain't in Columbus no more. I don't feel like this that's, is Columbus that's anymore. That's me. The guy got fucking wrecked. Yeah, but he was talking shit before that. That's 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 why I don't really like Justin Fields, and that's why I'm okay with what happened because he's he said it himself. Like, man, the game really isn't that much faster. For yeah, me. he I had that like coming. I feel like I'm different. Oh, you different. Oh, you different. Just no, your helmet you. just flies off like everybody else. You're not different. Um, Andre Smith, let him know. But that's going to bring us to an end on this episode of the Far End of the Bench. Packed episode. A lot of football. We are in that season, ladies we're and gentlemen. We're not longer in the offseason. I yeah. think it's fair to say we're in we're in season. We had a two-week offseason, and now we're back, and we're going to have NFL football for the next 17 weeks. We're going to start our pick em. Uh September 2nd is the first game, so we'll have our first pick them before that episode but uh be sure to follow us on our social media pages at feotb pod subscribe to our youtube channel we've had a few more subscribers so thank you guys be sure to like the videos and interact with us on twitter and be sure to subscribe and ring the notification bell and follow on your favorite podcasting apps and if you leave a five-star rating with a review we'll read it on the podcast we haven't had any of those in, in quite a while so let's get back on that but we've been enjoying you had a lot of fun interactions on twitter i had a lot of fun interactions on i twitter. fucking forgot about wancho's block and i messed the game up and i got flamed hey, we, we had fucking, we've got we got roasted twice the, wor- the worst part is, is is having the person comment and the the, the and and I, and the I realized blew the, and the, the comment blew the fuck up. It wasn't but it my blew comment. Our tweet up, so like, it, it blew our Twitter up. So I, I, that helped. But like I, I was like, oh fuck, that's the wrong game. After I posted, I was like, oh man, I'm getting roasted for this. Yeah. And there's the picture of the score. We got beat by thirty. All I'm saying is that first game, Wancho sealed it. I was at that game. That's the only reason why I remember. But yeah, I got flamed for that, and we got. Tweet out by the PLL, which is pretty cool. Shout out to PLL. Like I said, I, I enjoy the fuck out of it. I know you enjoy the yeah. hell out of Olympic wrestling. So we, we, we love we love enjoying our smaller sports. Hi, shout out to all the people in Cincinnati for uh, giving me the business after misspelling my name. And Scott, the Huff. We listened to that in our interview from last Friday. But uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back again next week with another episode. But for now, enjoy the rest of your guys' week. Enjoy your sports, and we'll see you guys next this week. This is the blues I'm playing. Yes, it's a final thing.
When the night is cold and lonely This is a dollar bell piece Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them person that made it a habit Towing them pistols and serving them addicts